I think I, I've taken. I don't know if other people use this term, but I I I refer to this as recency bias, okay. where it's like the things that happen to you most recently have the biggest impact, and so you tend to like, you tend to feel like those things are better than the, you know, than things that you where your memory's not as fresh on them. Mm, yeah, yeah, because well, it's it's, it's weird because it depends on what you're talking about, right? Because it's there's like the nostalgic version of it where everything in the past is ex way better yes and yes. the recency bias is like everything immediate is way better <laughs> yeah 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 uh so it's it's sort of funny how those two things can coincide right like yeah definitely it depends on what you're it depends on again what you're talking about and why did that thing have such an impact on you in the first place like right what was it right what was it about that moment <laughs> mm -hmm. where everything um came together or is it just purely because everybody talks like like you'd be impossible like if someone said they didn't like chrono trigger pretty yes. much anyone that likes rpgs would be like what are you talking about like it would be impossible to even comprehend what you're saying if you actually enjoy playing rpgs right and is that because chrono trigger is it actually a perfect rpg or is it because we've all just kind of collectively decided that it's the quintessential yeah uh 90s rpg right? the zeitgeist says you're not allowed to dislike chrono trigger yeah well but then you have to question why would i not like chrono trigger like are you not liking it because everyone else likes it like is it trendy yep. and cool mm -hmm. to say you don't like chrono trigger because if we're being completely just like on the by the by the numbers like if you were to take an rpg and divide like break it down into just every segment into numbers chrono trigger it if it's not perfect it has to be a it has to be at like the top because it does everything right except for maybe I want a long drawn out story that lasts for 60 hours because it doesn't do that. Yeah, and that's a subjective thing because like some people want some people consider playtime to be a somehow that's a measure of a good yeah, game. that's a measure of a game's <laughs> quality like, oh, this game only lasts 15 or 20 hours. So like it's yeah, not this... good enough. <laughs> Right, right. I personally, for, you know, for having uh, for having played a lot of RPGs and a lot of, like, longer-running RPGs, in fact, I'm going to play one later today, mm -hmm. um, honestly, a story that is succinct and doesn't waste a lot of time getting for, like, it's paced well, and it just says what it needs to say and then gets out, and then gets in and gets out, like, mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. I think that's actually a better overall uh, 
I, I have story. If, if we're talking about this, I think game time as a measure of a game's quality has to be the absolute worst possible metric we've ever come up with as a as a way to say, well, this game's good. Yeah, because game length is is irrelevant. I mean, really, there if, are some if, there are some extreme there are some extreme versions of that where it's like, you know, the thing that I always come back to is like playing uh, MGS Ground Zeroes. It's sure. like that. But it was what, also like was, was how much was that when it came out? Thirty bucks. Or thirty something? bucks. So thirty dollars for that game just to and play through the two hour stories or like an hour story or whatever. I was, was. gonna say like for the feeling of like spending. Now, granted, I got it on. I got it for free on like Xbox, you know, games with gold or whatever. Oh right, right. So like, I didn't actually pay for that, but I remember people complaining about it because it was like, oh, here's this new. They like they didn't pitch it as a demo. Yeah, so it's that that's a weird one where so me, I knew what I was paying for. I didn't care because it was Metal Gear Solid and I wanted to play more Metal Gear Solid. Sure. But if, if you somehow bought that not knowing what it was, you would be upset. Yeah. Cause you it's it's not that there isn't content in the game and people defended it as such, but like that was a situation where game time made sense as a metric because it is so extremely small based on what it is billed to be well, where it's like here is a metal gear game and it's kind of like a prologue to mgs5 but we're still charging 30 dollars for it which implies that it is at least a you know at you, least you, half of a game at least <laughs> half of what you would expect from the full game and then to boot that game up and be at ending credits in 45 minutes is a very surreal experience yeah, I, 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 I guess that's one of those weird. That's a weird one because a, I, I, I find it hard to believe that people bought that thinking it was a full game. A because it was thirty dollars. Like, wouldn't you be able to do a little research into how short the game was? Like, it's, 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 it's hard for me to think about being blindsided by that. That doesn't mean it didn't happen to a lot of people. It's just because that's like one of my favorite series, so I know a lot about it. Right? It's just like Konami, right? Yeah. Konami was not forthcoming with what people could expect from it. Well, and th they they a... build it as like a prologue chapter to MG MGS five, but they did not say that it was going to be demo length. And let's be real, it was that a was a demo. No, that that's what I was going to say. Is the the biggest culprit there using game length as a metric is fine, but I feel like predatory business practices is a way better metric for that game because it should have been ten fair. bucks, right? Yep. Or like, it really, it should have been free. Sure. Well, whatever. It should I mean, have been I... a free demo. I understand if they want to they want to get they they needed to make money for whatever reason if they wanted to charge $10 it's it would still be kind of like well that's that's a little pricey still <laughs> Kojima but, does take his time on game development this is right. this is known so i i understand the idea that Konami saying they were like bro let's go <laughs> we're like going under cuz we don't know how to manage a company so please right, save us right <laughs> So, but I, I feel I feel fairly strongly still that the actual game time metric isn't the real issue there. It's the fact that Konami let that happen in the first place, right? Like once it's out and there, yeah, game time is fine to to talk about, but it still feels like an after effect of poor management by Konami in the first Absolutely. place. Yeah, no. Question. I just think I think game time. I've I've never understood people that that's what they get excited about. And it's clearly been the case for the longest time, because if you look at RPGs, mm -hmm. the, the companies love to be like, this game has 180 hours of playtime, and it says, like, on the jewel case for, you know, 
Dragon Quest Seven or whatever. Like it was a it, it was a big thing in uh, it was a big thing for Cyberpunk before it came out. It was one of the one of the testers or one of the designers or somebody. Oh, that's said, right. Said like I've played I've played two hundred hours of this game and I haven't done the main story or I haven't finished <laughs> the main story or something like that. And somebody was like, "Well, you're the tester, so that's like three weeks of work, right?" Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh man, no. I feel so bad for the QA staff on that team. They are all so or the the QA staff for that game. Yeah. Like they are all so mad. <laughs> I'm sure they were like this can't be being released on PS4, right? <laughs> or at all. Or or at all. But especially <laughs> on PS4. And I mean there's there's stories that have come out that have been like why why did management why are they lying about this yeah why did they say this is ps4 foot why did they say ps4 is running fine it's i'm so happy that something inside me was like don't buy this on ps4 because i was really close because I, I got kind of wrapped up into it remember, you remember me talking about it? i was sort of excited and then then i realized I, I didn't like the writing style of the company so i was like i'm just mm -hmm. not gonna buy it i'll just wait and see yeah what happens and my god am i happy that was <laughs> That was a that was a dodged bullet right there. That would have been. I mean, I suppose I would have gotten my money back. It turns out in a, well, in a yes, in that's a unprecedented true. turn of events. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we are starting to hit that point. Welcome to the retro breakdown, everyone. This is. I think we can f solidly consider this podcast material. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I we have definitely reached the point. Um, I've started to think about it with Lost Judgment, where it's like. Okay, now, now I'm start like this is about the time in the last couple of weeks is when I have started to think about maybe getting a next gen console. Oh, because of because of because of Lost Judgment, because of Lost Judgment, and I'm like, I don't even know. Like, is that even going to come out on PS4? It is, and if it is, when when I saw that it was coming out to PS4, I was kind of like, ah, eh, well, I'm I'm I'll probably play it on that because it'll be fine. Yeah. But it's the first time that I'm thinking about like, okay, now that we're getting now that we're getting game announcements that are coming out like, you know, six months into the new console cycle, it's like this is around the time you're going to start seeing games that were actually developed with it is around the time you're going to start seeing games developed with new consoles in mind rather than developed on old consoles and just kind of upscaled to to look a little bit better on on ps5 so so new consoles this generation more so than ever before and in fact even in for the previous generation was kind of the start of it and prior to that it wasn't it was different but mm -hmm. it's sort of strange now a new console doesn't actually mean what it used to mean it just means prettier graphics like it really it doesn't does, necessarily yeah. open the door to a higher like a thing that they can do like for instance mode 7 right right like, that was pushing the super nintendo to its bursting limits like right. it was ready to pop and the next console then unlocked the ability to actually do something more because the technology is different and you right. can change it. Now, all that means is, is now we have like super pretty lighting effects and yeah. water looks real yeah. and you can see the pores on their face, right? It doesn't actually mm -hmm, change mm -hmm. the way the game is played. Now, my understanding is the, the PS5 controller has some really cool haptic feedback stuff that might... It does. Kind of, ...might do that where it's sort of... Re, re, revamping the way games are played except that most people i mean you're you're a perfect example of this most people don't want something different 
they they just yeah. they just want to pick up their controller and they just want to play it like they're not ready to take the they don't want to take the plunge into the 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 new and like confusing where where it's where it's different right yeah like, it was it was about a year ago almost exactly that uh Jesse and I got our first VR headset right and I played it a fair amount had a pretty good time with it for about a month yeah, now you'll 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 never do it again until there's a, a something that really grabs your attention or is like, oh, I I want to, I want to yeah, try that out. There's games in it that I really like that I could play more of that I haven't finished. There's new stuff in like Pistol Whip. Pistol Whip's yeah. really fun. Yep. Um, there's stuff in there that I'm interested in doing, but I haven't picked up the, I haven't picked up the headset in probably nine or eight or nine months. So, like, I played it a bunch for that first month and then a little bit less over the next two and then literally not even one time at all since then. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And that's kind of how it goes for me. It's like whenever it's a whenever it's something that's a sort of a novelty game, mm-hmm. it's like I might get really into it for a time. Did the same thing with uh, DDR for a while. Did the same thing with Guitar Hero. Did the same thing with Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really into it, really fun, really want to do it all the time for about a month, and then a little bit less, and then it goes back on the shelf, and I don't look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, any of the any of the new stuff they might be trying out with PS5 probably be the same thing. I'll just, you know, I'll try the new thing, and I'll be like, hey, that's pretty cool. And I'll really like it, and I'll tell everyone it's really cool, and then I will fall right off of it and just go back to the you know my my indie games and stuff i i think i think that that's i think that's actually pretty 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 typical of of the majority of our uh like like, well because for instance there's only so many there's only so many if vr in particular there's only so many experiences that are going to blow your mind right yeah like and then after you do it you're sort of like yeah that's cool and unless it's unless it's something that motivates you outside of like like you just have this huge desire to play it you're gonna just set it down and think about it and be like yeah that was awesome but i don't i don't care right now or it's still too much work to like get it going right because you can't just sit yourself down and play the game you have to right you have to get it set up yeah um, yeah i've gotta i've gotta make sure the space is clear i gotta you know make sure the dogs are taken care of so they're not under my feet right right yeah you don't want to punch something that's <laughs> right like, right on like in the space that you're in and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I guess it's different if you're sitting down or if you're standing up or whatever kind of game you're playing, but it's, it, there's still more of a process no matter what it is than just playing a game. Right. But you play, you play VR game. Like I've played a few of them now and I kind of, I feel like I kind of get what VR games are now. Mm-hmm. They all kind of share some commonalities. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, listen, I love virtual reality, but I haven't, I, I like, I didn't, I don't, we don't have the space for it right now. So I sold the, the like the vibe and all that stuff because mm-hmm. like, well i'm not going to be using it right now so i'm there's no point in me holding on to it because the new version is going to be so much better that if i ever wanted to play it again i'd have to update all that stuff anyways yeah um but i have the ps vr headset and i haven't touched it in forever yeah so it's, it's just like i I've, I've kind of gotten to a point where like there's different types of games but they're all like there's the game where you're standing still Mm-hmm. and everything's kind of coming at you and you just kind of have to look around and, and deal with stuff as it comes in. Yeah. So you're, you know, your beat sabers and your, and your, uh, your super hots 
where it's like, here's your spot. And you Man, had... super hot was that was a good game. Super hot was really fun. That's like that is like the VR game as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think that's pretty much that's like the game that you'd show somebody that's unsure about VR just to give mm-hmm. them a no, this feels good. Trust me. Yeah. Try this. And then there Dodge is this. a uh, and then there is there's the pistol whip, which is the basically like steady moving rail shooter. Sure. Yep. Or like you're you're moving on a path and you're just doing things as you go. And now yeah. and and now that I've said that, I'm like, yeah, that's begging to be done in Pokemon Go or in Pokemon Snap. Dude, Pokemon a Pokemon Snap VR game would be would be super cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be I would, pretty. I would like that. That'd be pretty great. Well, that's the other. Th- so maybe thirty years from now, when Nintendo uh, when Nintendo is like, hey. VR is a thing, right? <laughs> yeah. It's VR is weird because most of the time movement in VR just sucks. Yep. I agree like, with that. Even even when it's so actually the the I had a lot of fun playing Doom VR surprisingly enough and that was super hmm. fast paced but they they however they however that was done was was great. I loved it. That was a okay. lot of fun. But a lot of times it just feels way too clunky. It's so frustrating to play where you're moving like square by square or something like that. Like, cause it yes. just doesn't feel right. Nothing feels quite right when you're playing movement in VR. Yeah. Any, yeah. Any of the like actual spatial movement. Uh, first of all, motion sickness is a thing. Sure. Yeah. So they have to, they have to really do some, they have to really do some pretty specific things in how you can and cannot move to make sure that you don't just like barf all over the place immediately. <laughs> Because I, I played a couple of games where they just have, like, smooth, like, trying to simulate walking movement. It's like, oh, that feels weird. Because I'm moving, but I'm standing still. Or it's trying to give me the feeling of walking, and I'm not. And it's like, nope. that's and, I don't even get motion sickness, but that doesn't feel good. Well, and if you're looking in a weird direction that feels impossible mm-hmm. to do while moving and things like that, it can really yeah. screw with your head. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but... So, yeah, so what you end up getting is a lot of games where you're either standing still or just the screen is kind of scrolling at a at a standard pace. And I feel like those are there's games that are not like that, like uh, Until You Fall is a is a game where you actually have you actually have some semblance of free movement, but it's kind of like dash based. Mm hmm. So you don't really like walk. You just kind of like you kind of have like phase dashes from place to place. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they use some vignetting so that the the act of movement isn't as jarring, which is actually a good way to handle it. But it's, you know, that's one of the only games I can think of that has like actual free movement that doesn't feel stupid. But aside from but aside from that, you mostly have the game where you're standing still just looking around and you don't really have a whole lot of like movement ability from like place to place yeah or you're just on a scrolling rail shooter track and that's pretty much those are pretty much the genres it's yeah it's it's the there's there was one that i enjoyed i can't think of what it was called but you you moved your arms like left and right and it was like a locomotion based movement thing and that was sort of fun it was a lot of work to play Mm -hmm. but it was it it didn't feel bad to play that was kind of cool because then it kind of gave you the idea that you're running right because when you run fast your arms move um right so that was interesting i to, to be honest i probably won't 
get super excited about VR until there's a better way to handle movement of some sort. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that entails. I don't know if that means we need to have one of those omnidirectional treadmills. Yeah. Like, like I don't that's know if the, that's... That's like the thing, right? Like, that's that seems like the best answer, but it's like, it's barely feasible to get people to have the headset. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's, it's impossible to... Uh, it's impossible to suggest that you need to have some kind of device to help with movement. Cause I remember there was a VR mat. It was like a big rug that, yeah. that tracked your movements to like to help with that sort of stuff. But all of the things that are out there now are, are um, you basically have to jury rig them to, to fit with anything else pretty much. So it doesn't, it's kind of pointless like yep. in the, in, in the big picture. So until like, okay. So I always thought that PSVR was kind of the, if PSVR is successful, that means virtual reality is here to stay for a while because it's like the cheapest, easiest way to, uh, get into VR. The fact mm-hmm. that PSVR did well and they are making the PSVR 2 means that VR at least has some staying power for the next generation. Yeah, I think it's the... it's done enough. Right. So the it, I mean cuz Sony Sony's not a company to say, well, we we we're taking a loss on this, but we're really passionate about VR, so we're going to make a second headset, right? Like that's, that's not That's more Microsoft's thing. <laughs> right, right. So so there's no way that Sony is doing that and the fact that the second one's coming out means it's done well the second one i think will kind of be the real the real test if the second one does well enough then that means there is a big enough market for it and we will eventually see more and more vr stuff right yeah and the question is also like it's also like is there is there growth potential in the market yeah right like the end of it like if you improve if you improve VR, is it going to get more people into VR or have you pretty much capped out the number of people who are interested in this? Yeah. 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 It's interesting to, it's the, the, it's the, we question, right? Like the, we blew everyone's sales numbers up and they printed money for like five years because the, we was a machine that they could sell to non core gamers. And, and get people who don't play video games to do the fun, you know, the do the fun tennis and golf game because mm-hmm. they simplified the controller and they made it accessible. And it's just like, oh, you just waggle it around and it's fun. Right. And then they they <laughs> they kind of were sitting there going, well, we can't just make this again because <laughs> Nintendo doesn't do that. Right. Right. Um, but then they also like wanted to because they made so much money on the Wii. Well, I feel like that's what that's what the Switch was. The Switch is the actual is what they actually wanted to do with the Wii U. Probably, they, yeah, it does. It does definitely feel like the Wii U is almost like a prototype Switch. I mean, it, it totally was. It. I I feel like that's what they were trying to get at with the Wii U, but the technology didn't quite exist yet. Yeah, or it wasn't quite. It existed, but it wasn't. It was too expensive. They didn't. They didn't use it. Well, I think it would have been too much money, probably like, to to, to do what they wanted to do with it. Or battery what, I mean, technology has. Know. Battery technology in particular has always lagged behind. I mean, it still does. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's so frustrating where the, the phone. So I, I speaking of this, ty- this is actually kind of relevant because I sort of need a new phone. My phone's like four or five years old now. Hmm. Uh, and I want to buy a new phone, but there's no phone that's not massive now. I don't understand. <laughs> Every phone is the size of the Galaxy Note, which was like the, the big phone. 
you know, five years ago yeah. or four years ago. And I don't, I don't want a giant phone. And if I did want a giant phone, I'd want it to have some battery life that made it so I didn't need to charge it for three days or whatever. But that's not true. It just has a, it's just the, every phone's pretty much lasted the same amount of time since the, since uh, we've, we've had touch phones because mm. every iteration of the phone draws more power. So the bigger battery doesn't actually make it last longer. I have a suggestion for you. Yes. Um, I don't have this phone anymore and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a situation where you have to have a particular phone because it works on certain networks or whatever. Yeah. I'm kind of stuck with Sprint at the moment. Okay. So I don't know if this will actually work out for you, but I had something called, I want to say it was a Moto, it was a Motorola. I think it was the Moto G7 Power. Okay. Um, I had that phone for a while, then I switched providers and I had to, I had to get rid of it because it wasn't on the, uh, it wasn't on the, yeah, it wasn't on the plan. Because, because we have literal, never mind. that's a whole nother annoyance. Just (laughs) like they did the whole thing where it's like, oh, remember like phones used to be locked to the plan that you bought it on? Yeah. And then having a, like an unlocked or a jailbroken phone used to be like a special thing. Yep, and then it yep. was like, this is like some weird exclusivity crap. And yeah, you, you can't talk about... do this anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so now they just make it so that it's like, oh, well, this uses this type of chip or this type of signal. So it's not compatible with our network. So it's just the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know if you'll run into that, but I really, really liked my Motorola. It was a reasonably inexpensive, like less than three hundred dollars. Oh, you mean what a phone should cost? Like, not actually. Not $1,000? Yes. <laughs> and, like, that battery, dude, I could, like, I could just leave Pokemon Go running on it for, like, a day and a half. Oh, wow. It was, like, it was out of control. I, see, I would, I would love that. Like, it is, it's specifically the version of the G7 that is, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, extended battery life. And I would just use it for, like, three days without charging it. Whoa, <laughs> that's that reminds me of like, a, you know, an old like flip phone or something like that. Yeah. Where you don't have to charge it for <laughs> five days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, was nice. I really, really liked it. I had to sadly I had to get rid of it because I. Uh, all right. Not like non-sponsored ad placement, but uh, I switched to Mint Mobile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because <laughs> it's. <laughs> There's no way to make this like not sound like it's like, like it's yeah. an ad, but it really isn't. <laughs> Literally, Best Buy had some like discounted plans through Mint and it was like, hey, get a year of like unlimited phone service through Mint Mobile for like 180 bucks or something like that Nice for a year. And we were like, that's like 15 bucks a month. <laughs> like we would be stupid to not go for that. Yeah, so we just... did, but then we both had to get new phones. And we were like, well, I guess that's fine. Hers, She needed a new phone. I didn't. So I just gave my... I think I actually offered it to you first. I think you did, yeah. but I, And I think you actually looked network. it up and I said it won't, right. yeah, it won't work on my plan. Sprint's very weird when it comes to um, what phones work and don't. I don't, I don't understand why it even... Like, it's, it's so... That's just, that's a... That's just a dumb infrastructure thing that's in that's kind of exclusive to America, I think. It, where, well, where... no, it's one of those things. It's almost like NTSC versus PAL. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. Because there's like GSM phones, and then there's CDMA phones, and now there I get I guess there's like CDMA plus. Yeah, but and I don't know you're... what's what or who's from where and what's using what signal and who like. All I know it's... is that every time I look into a phone plan, it's like your phone won't work with this because it's cheap. Yeah, and that, that's I I think that that's it's just it seems greedy to me. Like it seems like that was on purpose, right? Like almost it's, it's definitely. So... It's sort of it's sort of the whole internet thing where I, I I don't understand why internet costs as much as it does and why it's going up in price when it <laughs> it should be the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like or I, I did I did like I read some article about how um this is a while ago when when Elon Musk got the budget from the government to make his his satellite Oh the satellite internet. internet, yeah. Yeah. And so the 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 big telecom companies were like, Oh, that's stupid, like who cares? What was a waste of money? Blah blah blah, and Elon Musk was like, "Well, I'm going to do it," and mm-hmm. so he did it, and it's it's out, and it actually is apparently pretty great. Um, and there was some one of the some of the giant telecom companies were like, "This th- this shouldn't be allowed." <laughs> right, right. Why why is he able to? Why he's going to sell this and he's not charging that like too much money for the? And I don't understand. And he's not he's not he's not. This is how people. this is how literally every like ingrained big business deals with everything new that could potentially be a threat to their, to their business model. I mean, it's a serious threat if it works like as well as it has been. First, they downplay it and act like it's stupid. Like no one take this seriously. This is just some silly pipe dream and it's going to, it's a fad. (laughs) No one's going to be using the internet in five years. Everyone's going to go right back to their newspapers. Everyone just, I was about to say everybody wants their newspapers back. So they they downplay it and act like it's just some passing fad at first, and then once it once it actually gets up and running and is actually useful and people like it and it starts and it starts chipping away at their business model, then it's like this this is wrong. This, government help save our business by by preventing technological advancement. Yeah. If the, if if humanity is allowed to get better services for cheaper, then our expensive crappy service will be endangered and you should make that not happen. Yeah, excuse me, excuse me. We haven't we haven't had to update our 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 like uh our connection speeds for for ages. We we charge more and we just slowly open them up and I don't think that's 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 how that's how it should be. You you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't get to advance for less money. It should we, cost more money to have a better service, right? <laughs> we make a lot of money by being the only company that provides this service, and we do it as as cheaply and for us and as crappily as possible. And no one should be allowed to provide a better service. <laughs> I, well, because if they do, then we'll have to stop making less billions of dollars off of off of offering a, an inferior service. I mean, it's, 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 so people talk about the government being an issue or whatever. Like, I don't want government in my life or too much government, blah, blah. Sure, but sure, there's, sure. I think the, the, the internet should be a public utility and it should have been a public utility 10 years ago. True. Like the, you, I don't know if people understand that the, that the telecom companies had to be told that they had to provide phone lines to people's houses mm-hmm. when phones were new. Yes. They, they, it was, it was before the government got involved people that lived in rural areas were not going to have the telephone 
because it would have been too much work. Or electricity. Or electricity, right. It wouldn't have been worth that company's time. And the government was like, well, no, you have to provide this. Yeah. it's It needs to be done. That's, internet should be that. Yes. It should not be a question of, sure, if you want, maybe you pay more to get, like, even better internet, I suppose. But everyone that has a home should have access to the internet if they're willing to, like, you know, a, a, for, a, for a pretty nominal fee, they should be able to have access to high-speed internet. Especially without now. Especially oh, yes. now. Like, the over the last year, internet has become a necessary part of existing in this in this century yeah like you need it for work you need it for you need to vote yeah or not a vote excuse me to uh uh well to register to sign up to sign up for the health the the healthcare systems and all that stuff right like you had to they were setting up computers and libraries for people that couldn't yeah have access to it right right Uh, and and the i don't know it's it's just always frustrating when you read about internet things happening and yes. you're like yes now we're charging more because it's faster because the the zeros and ones are having a harder time fitting through the tubes like I, I it's just so stupid yeah i uh my my internet like i got the whole like introductory plan for oh, my right, internet right. where it and, feels good at first <laughs> and then like a year later it goes up like 20 bucks and you're like oh no i don't like this now mm-hmm. the now now it feels like i'm paying way too much for this yeah and uh but you know we we live here so what are we gonna do like we could we could hand we could like cancel our service and hand it back off between the two of us to keep getting introductory rates like (laughs) sign up in her name and then sign back up in my name yeah eventually they'll catch on to that yeah they definitely will especially because of the address right i think it i'm sure it's tied to the address so you know eventually it's like well you just kind of eat the extra 20 bucks a month and you're like, I guess this is just, I guess the, we literally don't have a choice. Oh, you don't, you actually don't. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the truth. Well, that's what's cool about the, so my mom lives in a rural part of the state and it's the Elon Musk internet. We, we, she ordered it when she could and it's going to be here. I don't know. They say it could take up to six months. They don't have the greatest customer service at the moment. Uh, understandable is it too surprising <laughs> but it's for a number of reasons it's unsurprising <laughs> right well so so my one of my friends who lives close to my or my friend's parents who lives close to my mom they also bought the the internet mm-hmm. uh and theirs came early i think they probably because they ordered it they may have ordered it like a week or so early which could have been the difference of a few months just based on when they were offered it we don't actually i don't know the details but sure it's just cool that this internet is finally making it possible to have like a normal connection to the to the web yeah yeah where 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 before it wasn't worth any of these companies times to bother running a cable because we we call them and there's so my mom's really weird so her there's a main street it's a dirt road and off of that dirt road you could get kind of like it's the equivalent of what dsl would have been in the the early 2000s so yeah, yeah. not very fast but still okay yeah not dial up right um I remember, and, like, DSL was actually the first internet that I, when Jesse and I moved into our first apartment together, yeah. we actually got DSL that was like, I want to say it was like six megabits download. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Or exactly. something like that. That would have been like 2009, I think. Yeah. 2010, maybe. That sounds right. Um, and, yeah, you know, for, at the time, that was acceptable. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> you weren't, uh, you know, 
you don't you, you didn't have Netflix. YouTube had all their videos at like 480p, so it worked out. Yeah. Um so it's I mean, it's a little bit better than that, but it's still not great. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, the, my mom's how but our street, which is only three houses and not that far from that main street, they they don't have any cable down that's on our street. So we call them and they're like, "Oh yeah, you can you can get high-speed internet." We're like, "Oh, sweet." They're like, "Yeah, you'll have to dig the cable and put it in yourself." What? Cost, they're like, "That will cost you $10,000, but then we'll give you service." <laughs> what we were like wait a minute you want us to give you 10 grand so you can put the cable in and then pay you for the service it feels like we should be getting a discount of free if we're putting in a ten thousand dollar cable this didn't happen obviously because ten thousand dollars is an insane amount of money for this um but but like what what a what a and they said it like straight faced like they were they were they were serious yeah yeah um i think something happens to some another family in I, this was, I don't know, it must have been a wealthy group of people because some guy, he posted, he was putting advertisements in, like, the New Yorker and other big magazines, which obviously cost an enormous amount of money to even yeah, have sure. that in there. But his advertisement was just him and his wife complaining about Comcast's internet and how they lied to them <laughs> or something like that. Wow. You, you should look it up because it's kind of funny because I guess then the company's president obviously contacted him like, Oh no, we're, we're, we're putting it in right away. You can have internet tomorrow. Um, and so they gave him like the really good internet that they should have had, but the neighbors won't have access to it for like a year for some reason. It's like, this is so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> like, why does it take so much arm twisting to get a company to do, you know, quote unquote, the right thing. Cause the right thing usually isn't as profitable as the, base scummy thing right which is goes back to my point of regardless of how you feel about government intrusion in your life uh there are some things that being made a public utility is nice we're yeah it, it, we're a lot better off for having certain things regulated right yeah and in fact regu it's it's strange that regulation has become synonymous with bad like like that it's bad to have things be controlled or regulated it's like well no that's actually useful sometimes yeah <laughs> regulate would... like regulating things means to make them regular right right well it, and, it and... means to it means to like standardize them and make sure that everyone is getting like at least a baseline level of quality yeah and i think that what's scary to people is the idea of being well We've seen in this last year how important it is for someone to be able to express themselves, whatever that means, um, in, in certain ways. So I think people get spooked like, oh, I, I'm not going to be able to to do this thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a very there's a very strong tilt towards like anytime anyone proposes anything that would help people. Mm -hmm. There is a large contingent of people who want to counter that idea with a bunch of lies about what you won't be able to do if that happens. <laughs> it's like, if it's, it's always something <laughs> wild. Like if, if we allow people to vote when they're legally able to vote, then you won't be able to eat hamburgers. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> and everybody's like, and, yeah, I and, like, that's like right. Hamburgers. How dare they take my hamburgers away? It's I like, love hamburgers. And like everyone who's living in Logic Land is like, who was talking? 
Why are we talking about hamburgers? How did we get here? How? What? What are we talking about? <laughs> why is that? Why are we talking about this as a thing? But then a subset of them are like, "Well, I could go eat hamburgers." So sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm literally I've got food on order right now that is just like just <laughs> yeah, grilled Venezuelan beef. hamburger. <laughs> it's not a hamburger, but it's you know it's basically like grilled steak tips. Oh God, it sounds so good. It's really good. You should come here sometime. I should. I should. Now that the 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 CDC has said, hey, why don't you why don't you hang out with people that are vaccinated again? It's cool. Jesse's so yelling from the other room. Tom, you should come visit. <laughs> yeah, actually, Lachise was saying, hey, we should go to Ohio soon because we're going to be uh, we'll be pure blooded soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man, that's the best term I've heard for it yet. That's that's really good. I like that. <laughs> hey, I hear you guys might win a million dollars because you apparently to get vaccinated. That is like the most hilarious thing to me. I'm glad man, you brought it up. It's I'm, like, I'm I want to live in Ohio. I would like to have a chance at a million bucks. <laughs> no, listen, like we're not gonna win it. Like, hey, you we, never know. We're not gonna win it, but, but. I I respect the Mike DeWine for all of his faults, and there are many, <laughs> as governor of Ohio, has done a pretty good job of following up on John Kasich's legacy of I'm a Republican, but I'm not like a crazy person. <laughs> it's, he it's has actually done a pretty good job with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's listened to his science advisors. He's put mask mandates in place. He has actually been pretty damn reasonable. And it is, I think you were about to say, it's kind of sad that the, you know, an elected official that does like the bare minimum of not intentionally putting people in harm's way is like, hey, they're actually doing a good job. <laughs> no, I was I was actually going to say it's it's too bad that you you have to say like, the the idea that being a republican somehow makes somebody less like like they would want to do something crazy right like like it's it's sort of i don't like it either man but like it's weird that that's how it feels like that's the direction that politics have gone in the last you know more and more where as a kid i remember you know you could have a family member that didn't that was republican or democrat and it'd be like oh well we disagree on this stuff but for the most part yeah. we would we would there, there's no doubt in my mind that if there was a global pandemic we'd band together and it would be fine like that's that was that's that's like a given right i mean on 9 11 <laughs> we pretty much all banded together yeah like there was a big scary moment and and we were all like oh shit this is really kind of crazy and we all like joined arms and sang patriotic songs and stuff and yeah, but then we, then we that slowly that slowly bled into blind hatred for a group of people. <laughs> yes, which then bled into blind hatred for basically every group of people. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. It's it's just it's weird how now it's it's, it's now like, it's like if it's like a fandom. It's, it's like seriously like oh you like Kirk? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it is like that. I mean, literally, just this last week. Like one of the most one of the most accomplished and staunch conservatives in in elected government was mm -hmm. just thrown out of her job for believing elections are real. 
<laughs> like literally that's a thing that happened but going back to dewine like i didn't vote for him and i probably won't vote for him again but i have to give credit where credit is due he has done a pretty damn good job dealing with covid and if you had to like most governors when they want to get people vaccinated and they want people to get the vaccine. They want as many people to get it, get towards herd immunity and 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 get this thing beaten. Mm -hmm. If they had five million dollars to spend, they'd be like, we need to like and not specifically on distribution because distribution has been fine. Like we have sure. the, the, the vaccine is everywhere it needs to be. And we have the people in place and the facilities in place to administer it. So that's all good. It's like now we have five million dollars left over. And we need to use this money to like raise awareness and to get people you know, to get people to know where and how to get the vaccine and, and get them motivated to go out and do this because we mm -hmm. need people to do this so we can get back to normal. Right. Most people, most governors are going to be like, well, we need to that money needs to go into an advertising campaign. And we're going to buy up billboards and newspaper ads and magazine ads and and TV spots and. We're going to do all this, all this advertising about how, how important it is. We're going to get LeBron James in here and he's going to talk about getting the vaccine and <laughs> like, they're going to, it's going to be this big ad blitz. And then you've got like, and then you've got Mike DeWine who's like, who wants to get a million dollar scratch off ticket injected right. into your arm? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and you know what? That is going to get way more people. <laughs> with shots in arms way more people are going to get shots in arms because of that than any amount of advertising you could do i hate it and i love you know it's uh i don't know if it's like this in ohio because these are targeted towards people that with michigan addresses on twitch sure but some of the ads that i'm getting on twitch now are like it's like a black and white video of hey why did you get vaccinated and then it's just you know people talking about why they got vaccinated and there's sure. like three or four different versions of it mm -hmm. do, do you get those on I haven't Twitch. I haven't actually. That's interesting. I, I wondered. I, I knew it was obviously a Michigan thing because they literally talk about Michigan and right. like they talk about like like people have MSU shirts on or uh, yeah. U of M. Sure. Um, I've but, seen. But, uh, I, I've seen targeted, uh, locationally targeted Amazon ads. Really? Yes. About I have like not seen those. It's specifically ads for working at Amazon. Oh, no, I saw one or two of them where it was like, hey, I love working at Amazon. I especially love it because we don't have unions. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, well, that's that's an odd selling point, I suppose. It's well, not odd from a from a a greedy corporation's point of view, but right, odd right. from the individual like, man, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I have nobody to help me or support me. If there's ever an issue, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> Awkward. Nobody, nobody ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I've seen that. It, like, it's very, it's very obvious that they're like they're doing damage control because of all the stuff that's come out about how, uh, like, draconian it is to work at Amazon. Right. Yeah. Um. So they're they're definitely doing some PR stuff. But I thought it was interesting because, uh, the ads that I get here in Ohio are fairly short, and it's basically just like, oh, we, you know, like the pay is really good. The pay is amazing. We get fifteen dollars an hour to start. Mm -hmm. blah 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 which they did you know to their credit raise their uh their, their minimum rate 
at Amazon to $15 an hour. Although they did that by eliminating benefits, but whatever. <laughs> um, but we went down a couple weeks ago to, um, to visit Jesse's family and basically the same, they're using like the same cuts, the mm-hmm. same, uh, the same like video footage. They clearly shot all of the, all the B roll at the same warehouse. <laughs> right. And but they just got like a couple of different people. And the, the I thought it was interesting. The talking points are different. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. For each area. And so like the one that I saw in Tennessee is all about how Amazon has like invested into the community. And they've made they've created this many jobs in Tennessee and they've invested this much money in Tennessee. And they got fresh sweet tea ready for their employees. <laughs> <laughs> they may as well have (laughs) and then there was the big thing about like our our starting rate is this much higher than tennessee's minimum wage which is just the federal minimum wage because you know the state government of tennessee doesn't believe people should eat yeah well what's the point (laughs) (sighs) boy this got real political didn't it (laughs) like way more than we usually do Hey, you know what? I mean, you this know, is, I feel like I feel it's like, all right out there anyway. So, like, well, I'm not really scared of anyone hearing this, but. Well, no, I mean, we haven't said anything damning. Any, I mean, well, I suppose we have in some. There would be plenty of people that would hear it and be like, well, I'm never listening to these two morons again. I um, I mean, I straight up called Republicans crazy people. Yeah, I just realized that as I was. <laughs> that's how that's. I mean, well, there you and go. And I'll that's, say that's, it again. That's bias and work right there. And to be fair, I. You, Man, I hate that you have to say like Republicans as a whole because I don't. I really don't want to say that. Like, I, I, I know grew it's, up it's, conservative and identified that way until probably ten years ago. Yeah, it's so like I get it. It, it hurts. Like I feel like I f- am sad that it's like this because it shouldn't be like this. We should have like multiple opposing and shifting viewpoints. Like, yeah, like it helping be... to like keep things in balance, but things are so far out of whack right now that like apparently you're not allowed to be in the Republican Party unless you just listen to what one person says about how anything he doesn't win is cheating. Yeah. And yeah, like that's basically the only thing they have on the platform right now. Literally, their 2020 platform was like, we just want to do whatever Trump says. That li- literally they put yeah. that out in a one page document Ugh. as like, this is this is our th- these are our principles. It's whatever he says, whatever yeah, he wants right. to do is what we're is what we're about. Well, and that's that's what's that's really the problem right there, actually. Right. Like that idea. Yes. That there is no it's it's I guess that's what I was reacting to is more. So it's not the specific of the name of the party, because that's not really the right. Right. It's it's more of why. Why are the. I mean, we know why, because control and money and all that kind of stuff. Right, and, right. And it's easier to manage people when they're angry and us versus them is a much easier dynamic to... It's it's really hard to control people when there's a, when there's a middle ground. Right, Because then right. those, cause those are the people that are the hardest to... Uh, those are the easiest people to... If you can pull them over to your side, then you have them. But they're also the hardest right. people to get thinking that way if, yeah. if you give them a middle ground. So that's... I understand why from a control point of view but that's that's what that's what i think that's what really bums me out is that for, it's for like, the longest time like winning a general election was about appealing to the middle 
because yes. there were a lot of people who would make up their minds one way or another on a, you know, on a person to person basis. And it wasn't so much about party loyalty as much as it was like some people yeah, I like have... what this person singing this 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 time around. Like, yeah. that's what they're for. Yeah, there was there were there were plenty of people who were like, you know, party loyalty and sure, just sure. vote straight ticket. But there was either the prevailing wisdom was we need to appeal to the moderates because they mm-hmm. can actually be swayed. And it seems like increasingly it's just become like become more and more extreme to make to make the people that are to make people more rabid <laughs> and more and less likely to and and more excited about uh, about how you know extreme you're getting. Yeah. And it's it's not really sustainable, but it is terrifying. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. Hey, this is, well, I was going to say it's off topic, but maybe it's actually on topic for the podcast. Please get us off topic. (laughs) I was, I was, we were talking about sales of games at some point during this, I feel like. And it made me think about how um, I had just read something today. So today, I think it's actually today on the 16th is the 10th anniversary of Terraria or Terraria or however you say it. I don't know. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love. I love that game. And they they said something about how they had sold thirty five million copies. And I was like, wow, that's 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 so a lot many. of copies. Yeah, it's an, it's a crazy number of games. And then it's like, well, it's not as crazy when you think about ten years and across how many different platforms. Because it was on yeah. every, it was on three sixty for like three sixty PS three. It was on the three DS. It was on obviously computers. Um, then it was on PS four. I think it was on Xbox One. I believe the Wii U had a version. I'm pretty sure the Switch has a version. So it's it's been and, around. And don't uh, don't forget about the uh, mobile versions. That's right. There's a cell phone. Oh yeah, the cell phone. Of course, cell phone. And actually, yep. the Vita. I'm pretty sure had one also. Probably. Um, I think I the will Wii verify this. Didn't the Wii was did not because it was the Wii, I guess. But I was thinking about other games yeah, and was. how how impressive. So like when you when you see a numbers from an old uh an old generation right like, yeah and you're kind of like wow that game sold 10 million copies like wow well that's 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 bad compared to 35 million but then you're like wait a minute that's for just that one console like yes that one point in time where it sold that much like when it's, people it's talk about one skew versus like 20 right yeah yeah it's 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 like when you think about grand theft auto 5 and mm-hmm. sure, it's huge and it's massive and it's made more money than anyone could have ever imagined, especially Rockstar, I feel like, which is why it, they're like, well, let's just ride this to the ground. GTA um, 5 is the most profitable piece of entertainment that has ever been made ever. On that, that where the numbers are available, because I, I, we don't actually know how much like Fortnite. I, I don't know how much money Fortnite has made, but I don't believe they have any. None of that is public. That's true. Because, I mean, if you think about how much money Fortnite has, they had, like, entire concerts and, like, reveals, and it's, 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 I mean, they're literally, like, epic. they're literally <laughs> buying games and practically giving them away for free to try to make their game store viable. Uh, yeah, so I don't know how much money Fortnite made, but yes, in terms of, in terms that of, that we numbers, know of, right, in terms of numbers that we know of, Grand Theft Auto Five is like holy. I mean, it's it's such a big deal that every company's like, oh god, we we need to get a games as a service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like games as a as a service have been profitable for a while, but I don't think it was until Grand Theft Auto, had, like the popularity of this really sunk in that every single company was 
you know they're chomping at the bit for a uh a, 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 this a live service game yeah a, it's, a, a it's, piece of that you know what i think really did money. it you What's know that? i like there's a case to be made for gta mm-hmm. but i think that like i feel like what really kicked off this whole idea of like everybody needs a live service game everyone needs a Everyone needs a, you know, like a pseudo MMO action gamey type of uh, type of thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was Destiny. Destiny was. And I feel like Destiny 1 never really got as big as people thought it was going to. But there was this huge wave of copycat properties where everybody was responding to how big they thought Destiny was going to be. Yeah, because didn't Destiny came out before um, GTA Five? I think they were pretty like close, but... right around the same time. But of course, GTA Five's online was more of a, it was more of an, it was not an afterthought, but it was like the first, like it was like GTA Four's online, where it's like, yeah, let's do this thing, it's cool, mm-hmm. and we'll make it better, whatever. And yeah, twenty fourteen, because I think came fourteen out. is when five came out, also. So at the very least, you wouldn't say they were. But GTA on GTA Online launched oh, after the base game did. Yes, that's true. So the the I don't know. So thirteen the the single player version came out first, but that's right. I don't know when online, online was always started. planned. Like online was planned to be like included, but it came out like so. I w- I want to say it was like a year later. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually curious. I'm kind of I'm looking into it because that Me was. Too. Uh, was released yada 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 what is the online stuff <laughs> it says, mm, i don't might see be like wrong. an exact release date of it i i do think it was late well to what it is today is not the same thing as what it was when it came out either right? also true like, also so it's, true whatever it's those t- i think it's a mix of those two games together then well we could just leave it at that yeah <laughs> Because, okay, it looks like the online came out a couple weeks after the initial launch of it. Okay. But that was on the PS3 and 360, which eventually were, they don't even, they stopped updating those a long, long time yeah, ago. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, so they that's, did. I don't know when, I don't actually know when GTA Online became basically its own thing, where it's a bigger deal than Grand Theft Auto. Because, I mean, they haven't even talked about Grand Theft Auto 6. Why would they bother? Yeah, I mean, online is printing the money, so... Yeah, it's, 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 but I think you're right. I think Destiny was. It's one of those things where it's like, why, why would Blizzard make Warcraft 4? Or a World of Warcraft 2? <laughs> right. right. When they well, are still printing like a billion dollars a month off of WoW. Right. It's, 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 it's one of those weird situations where there's no reason to, um, there's just no reason to actually make a second one when you can make expansions and stuff because then technically yeah. they're like final fantasy 14 i don't know i i do understand the newest and the supposedly last i want to say i heard expansion is being launched this year sometime in the fall like i October don't know if it's the last one but it does have the word end in the title but i wonder if that i don't i, f- I don't know why they would bother making a new mmo here's the thing is that people have spent so much time and money in their on their characters that making a two would insinuate that they're wiping everything clean whereas mm-hmm. if they just make another expansion then they don't have then no one is losing any of their stuff ever right right this is the problem that a lot of people ran into with destiny into destiny 2 right yeah you're starting at square one because it's a brand new game yeah 
and everyone was like, well, I've already poured, you know, a thousand hours into Destiny 1. I mean, yeah, a thousand and hours. And now is, I don't get like... to carry any of that stuff over. I say a thousand well, because, like, there was only... This is the thing. Like, there was only, like, two or three years separating Destiny and Destiny 2. True. Well, and for you, a thousand hours is, like, an incomprehensible amount of time to spend on one game. <laughs> I actually... Funny, funny story and also aside. Um, so I have this weird thing where like i have my i have my steam list right yes and the game that has the most hours of anything that i've played on steam is undermine because okay. i streamed it so much on game you Media. Did. i mean you were a world record holder for yeah sure uh, yep um <laughs> so i have 254 hours in that game and that is like <laughs> dude <laughs> That is by far. Well, okay. I also have two. I also have two fifty one in Civ six. Really? But then it drops to one eighty in Civ five. Still, that's a, okay. Are they really that different? <laughs> I mean, no. But I just played one a bunch, and then I played the next. I played the next one a bunch. Yeah, yeah. And it's just really easy to lose ten hours in Civ. You just boot it up, and then it's like, oh. Wait, it's dark. Oh, and birds are chirping. Oh, the sun is... Oh, no. Oh, God, what have I done? So, but it goes like 254, 251, 180, 129. And then I've got two more games that are like 122 and 121, and then everything else is under 100 hours. (laughs) But the thing is, the game that's at 122 hours is Skyrim. And I nice. hate that because I don't like Skyrim. You don't like Skyrim at all? I mean, I just like, not. I don't like, I don't, it's not 122 hours like. Well, yeah, but you were, you were, you were, you forced, you, okay, you also played it in the dumbest way possible. <laughs> uh, listen. You, you limited yourself to only punching and not doing anything else that's really fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what. You know why I did that? Because I didn't want to do any of the other stuff in the game. And like, <laughs> but then you played it for a hundred hours. I started playing it. Listen, I literally started playing it for a job because I was told to. <laughs> a lot of that time is just doing stuff in the game with like the free camera mode to capture footage for videos. That's oh, probably, that's, right. that's probably like 30 or 40 hours of time. Yeah. Okay. Then the rest of it is streaming it on Gamepedia, which was literally something that I was just told to do. Like, and that that's back from like, so like later on in the Gamepedia streaming, I actually had control over what I streamed. Mm-hmm. But early on, I had things assigned. Sure. It was just like, here, play this. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to play that. But what was the worst? What was the worst culprit of I don't want to play that? Um, the worst culprit. Is that even how you would use culprit? I feel like I'm saying this. It feels it feels eh, like you could it, use it that it way, but it, it feels wrong. But yes, anyways, the offender, maybe I don't know. Same idea. Yeah, the the worst the worst offender is an indie game that I don't really want to call out because it's like a single. It was person. like a it's like a single person thing, and it just wasn't finished. Oh, okay. okay, but it well, was like oh, very 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 unfinished. What? Okay, what's What's what, but in terms of like big games, games in terms then, of yeah, yeah. in let's terms not, of like not call out people that seems rude. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want I don't want because I haven't played the game lately. I don't know if they I know they've been working on it. Yeah, no, 
but it was it was it was unfinished to the point where i was like hitting enemies and getting and crashing the game because there was like because the hitbox wasn't wasn't designed yeah so it shouldn't have been on stream in the first place right correct like that was just dumb that's not fair to the individual or the that's like i listen like a bad example all around listen yes but they released it for money in that state so that doesn't like, mean anything. <laughs> it was early access, oh, oh, no, but no. it is the you earliest can... early access I have ever earlyed. I'm not saying we can't poke fun at games that are released for money that are unfinished badness. I just meant in this instance, if it's making you uncomfortable, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. So we don't have to push that button. I'm, I'm just I'm... saying that particular <laughs> game is the actual worst that I've played by a wide margin just because <laughs> it was just a broken mess. Yeah, that makes sense. I was so, but is is but Skyrim kind farming of up there simulator? For you? Oh, farming simulator. That seems like a that seems like a Dean worst nightmare. Yeah, farming simulator was the one that is, and it's you know any time that I had <laughs> something that would pop up where they were like, "Here, play this." You had to play farming simulator. It I was ba- it was just that. as a joke. Did you only have to do it for like one stream? Yeah, I did it for one stream. Okay, and a did short stream driving... too. It was like three hours. Did you drive? Did you even get to drive like a tractor? I did. I drove it into the ocean. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Did you just do something really stupid? I still actually have a there's a clip somewhere <laughs> of me just like taking a corner too hard. And then like the the physics go nuts and the truck just <laughs> starts flipping end over end. Oh, like you actually broke the physics engine. A nice. little, like I wouldn't say it broke, but like, I don't know that did that, it flip end over end more than once. Yes. Then it broke because that shouldn't happen. It was more of a it was more of a barrel roll than a okay. than a flip. Oh, okay. I'm picturing like full end over end, not like rolling. But it it was one of those things where it's like, man, <laughs> like vehicles are supposed to have weight. Nah. But oh, this know, is kind of flying through like it's made of styrofoam. One of my favorite glitches that was abused not abusable, but you could just mess with it. In Grand Theft Auto 4, there is one particular swing set. Where the oh yeah I know the one yeah and if you drove into it or you did something they would just like launch your stuff just, just sky into high. the sky yep and then you'd like land I, God my friends and I I don't the the simplicity of even this is not even that long ago but I guess it is that long ago isn't it it is now it's, yeah it's like yeah so it's it, whatever but I, we did that for hours and hours just to watch the physics do dumb stuff that was so fun so I didn't do the physics glitch but i remember watching i remember looking up youtube videos of like funny grand theft auto 4 physics glitches yeah okay. and they set it to music and it would, it would always be oh, like for sure you get launched into space and then land on <laughs> like the side of a size uh like the side of a uh, skyscraper or something oh dude yeah or like you land on top of another car that's just still driving like nothing happened yeah <laughs> something stupid or somehow perfectly land in a parking space that's not supposed to or whatever like yeah, those kind yeah. of moments are so enjoyable yeah that, I love that, that kind of stuff is great it doesn't seem i haven't had that experience in a very long time i haven't I, had like a, a goofy physics thing where there there are some funny things that happened in the avengers game where where like one was really great where there was <laughs> so one one of the pre-order bonuses or something was like an old i think it was a pre i don't know what it was from but you could you could dress up like the like early captain america you know the one that was like the flat shield that kind of was more triangular oh yeah 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 um so that came with an outfit and when you wore the outfit there was it did something to the model where it made his face really droopy and like 
his like the skin around his eyes would move in weird ways and everything was just wrong and <laughs> so like in cutscenes he'd be talking and his face would just be like some nightmarish clay like claymation thing where it's like going in directions that it shouldn't and that was that was super hilarious like i i love i just haven't had a lot of in-game glitches that make you laugh i mean obviously it's a mistake and shouldn't be there but i don't know it doesn't feel like that happens as much at least in the games that i've been playing yeah i've seen like not to that extreme not to that extreme extent yeah i've seen a few that I guess you know where something gets kind of like stretched out yeah every once in yeah, a while like, or something gets like <laughs> yeah like a leg gets hooked in the wall and then just like wee and it just starts like vibrating it's just like <laughs> games it seems like they're better at it seems like they've gotten better at fixing like self-fixing like whatever it is or or the yeah. game doesn't it doesn't hold on to whatever was doing it like it resets the code or how whatever whatever was causing it in the first place the game recognizes it and then fixes it itself and yeah. in terms of causing something totally busted to happen um yeah and it's i guess almost patches like, are more frequent it's almost like, like they figured these things out over time i know but i really enjoyed that i know the the the, the physics glitch like driving around in grand theft auto 4 was 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 fun because it was the first time that you had physics that actually were like physics right it's like when you were playing yakuza and you walked in the street and a car hit you and you're like oh, whoops yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah you didn't expect that in seven uh when Actually, Yakuza is one of those games where, like, under the under the right circumstances, you can have some fun physics bugs. And it doesn't, like, send you into the sky or anything. Sure, sure. But I have had some, uh, I have had a couple of, I've had a couple of instances in games where I kind of get, like, I kind of get, like, hopped over to the side or someone's, uh, yeah. Well, that, I feel like that happens sometimes when you, especially if you're doing like a finishing move or like one of the moves that has more force than other things in the area. Or like you pile drive someone into like a thing and they get launched or like they they, they yep. bend the wrong way, like those yep. kind of moments. Yeah, that's that's super, that's true. Actually, you're right. That is fun. There's a the the PC port or possibly the Xbox port, but I think it's the PC port of Yakuza Six. Okay. Um, had one particularly fun bug. <laughs> That I saw, like, actually, I feel like it's fairly prevalent because a bunch oh, of people. You talked about this is the T pose one. No, the, oh, okay, ba- okay. the baby T pose one. That's <laughs> yeah. no, that's actually from earlier. No, there was oh. one that came up a bunch where um, it was almost like, oh, God, what what like I forget what exactly happens. It's almost like it has something to do with people like flying or like they start doing. <laughs> yeah, they start doing like a, a weird like somersault. Yeah. and they oh, just and then they just keep like, spinning yeah, yeah just i, I spinning saw that into video the air. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah or that reminded me of like some old skyrim glitches where where that would happen actually yeah. you know what the reason we haven't had any great glitches in games is because there hasn't been a new elder scrolls game in 10 years that's true well you know they're finally now that they're finally pried away from uh zenimax yeah and they're actually talking about updating their engine for the first time since morrowind <laughs> um they i'm so might, they're gonna they're gonna ruin it they <laughs> might actually ruin the elder scrolls by creating a functional <laughs> physics engine son of a bitch <laughs> there, dude i have so many fun memories of of playing like skyrim and stuff one of my favorites this was just a mix of bad coding and weird physics and stuff but there was a, i think i have i think i actually have talked about this before but i'm going to talk about it again because it made me smile so much sure was when uh there's a mission in Skyrim where you have to sneak in and you're supposed to like poison the food that the the people are eating. Mm-hmm. Um and 
I poisoned the food and then I was hiding in the corners because I had like maximum stealth. So I could just like, I could basically stand on the table and it wouldn't matter because I was using a, the illusion spell, which is cheating more or less. Um, but I was just kind of in the corner of the room watching everything and he ate the food, then nothing happened. Like the game just stopped working. I was like, well, crap, nothing's, he has to die to progress the the plot. So I just shot him in the chest with an, mind you, I had taken all of their clothes first because I had the perk to steal everybody's clothes. Sure. Room, which is just stupid and fun. Yeah. But, um, so he was just sitting there and he wasn't dying like he was supposed to. So I shot him with an arrow and then his body went like, <laughs> went super stiff and like launched plates off of the table and people started screaming. And the, the, the lady came in and was like, oh my God, someone poisoned his food. And he's got like an arrow sticking out of his forehead. <laughs> and, and, oh, and the man. body's just like convulsing all around the table. It was, it was super funny. <laughs> that sounds just, really good. It's one of those moments. I think the best instance is probably. I, I feel like a lot of people experience this because the because Fallout Three was a, a kind of a mess, especially on consoles. Yeah. Um, there, there was. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like Little Big Town, or I don't know. It was the one where you have to help. You have to. You you're helping. Def, you're helping that. You you have to teach the town how to defend themselves against super mutants based on whatever perks you have, like based on your the this the the skill of certain. Yeah, like, I, I know the town you're talking about. Um, I can't, I think it's, it's like big little town or one of those, like something stupid like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I, the, I, the, the word that like, I'm thinking of little lamplight, but that's the nearby town where all the kids are. Yeah. That's where the, that's, yeah, that's where the kids live. <laughs> I mean, it is cause that's no, I mean, it's, it's, it's totally reasonable. I that, think it's actually, I think it might just be called big town. Yeah. It's something like that, but then yeah, it sounds right. I don't know, but the, <laughs> i'm gonna look if it up because i'm it's bugging me now if you teach them how if you teach the towns how to defend themselves with explosives <laughs> the best thing will happen is that each person that plants explosives it becomes there it's like tied to that person so if another person in the town walks over another town's person's explosives they'll blow up and then they get pissed off and they all start they all start attacking each other because they're blowing each other up by accident. Because yep. apparently you didn't teach them how to use explosives. And by the time the super mutants arrived, the entire town had killed themselves. Perfect. <laughs> that was that was one of those moments for me where I was just watching it in awe. Like this is this is priceless. Thank yep. you, Fallout. Yep, yep. So I, I still hope that the I still hope that the game has has dumb moments like that. Either either because they're forced like like it's a thing that's allowed to happen like mm-hmm. i i feel like that wasn't on purpose i know it definitely had, wasn't i don't think that they intended for the townspeople to then be like hey you're shooting me <laughs> they, yeah yeah, they yeah. Start shooting each other so either either they have those kinds of things programmed into the the, the game on purpose or 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 it still uh has a bug you know there's a, it's a buggy mess because there is something i know a lot of people think it's stupid but i i there there may the very well be like if the game isn't specifically broken, yeah, there might be a reference to like old physics oh, bugs in like a side true. quest or something. Well, they yeah, could, they could like do a sort of tongue in cheek reference to it. Yeah, or like there's I wouldn't a chance, put it past them. There's like a random chance that like you know you'll you'll attack a bear or a tiger and it just kind of floats off into the sky and no one it's not said nothing is said about it, it just can yeah. happen randomly. I mean, because the entirety of the the Elder Scrolls game is it's the story is self-aware of the fact that you are a a player character that's of infinite power in a different realm like you right like the game is well aware like they they make they make references to that fact all the time about how 
you know, this is not, like you're outside of the realm of what they know as reality and all this kind of stuff. Um, it is big town, by the way. Big town. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were, I think the reason that there was confusion is because the quest that pops when you get there is called Big Trouble in Big Town. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, but then it's, but then it's like Little Lamplight, which is all kids. And then when the kids get, get old, then they have to go move to Big Town. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's a total logical way to raise people. <laughs> I mean, it's a logical way for kids, <laughs> I guess. Sure. <laughs> I the only thing the, the biggest thing I remember about Big Town is Bitter Cup. <laughs> I don't remember that. I Bitter Cup don't... is the Bitter Cup is the girl who's like insufferably goth. I'm looking it up now. I'm curious. She's the one who's just like, I'm so dark and brooding, but I'm bad at it. I'm bad at it. She doesn't say it, but she's like of course, she's of course, like of so over the top. Right. And like and if your speech skill is high enough, you can just kind of like point out flaws in her logic. Like, isn't that like, isn't being into this, like, isn't saying this or using this type of language or, or being into this, like kind of the least goth thing you could do. <laughs> oh man. It's, it's too silly. bad. Fallout four was not that good. I don't remember anything from fallout four. That's it, the problem. There's a, yeah, no, that really is. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. I like the last thing I remember doing is the baseball quest because you're at Fenway park and the dude, like the dudes in oh, the yeah. old timey baseball uniform, but yep. he, and he's trying to explain to you what baseball is, but he completely misunderstands what everything is. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was fun. That is, There's... that is like the only thing I remember from that game. They, they went too hard with the action aspect in four mm-hmm. and not enough of the fun RPG stuff like building. It's the only fallout game that you can't with they where you can't beat the final boss with a speech check. Yeah, that's so stupid. And it's like that's one of the defining features of the whole game is being able to solve problems nonviolently. Dude, you know, speaking of final boss fights and fallout games, I had one of it's a very it was like a really sweet, uh, like kind of epic moment in Fallout New Vegas where. So, like, at the end of it, there's a helicopter that, um, like, the guy gets away in a helicopter, and you can shoot the helicopter down, or you can let it go. It's not the very end of the game, but it's it's close to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may have been a DLC now that I'm saying. I'm not positive, but I think it was the end of the game, where he's escaping on a helicopter, and you can shoot him before he gets into it, or kill him, or whatever, or you could blow up the helicopter. And I just had a, a, a Magnum, and I was just shooting at the helicopter as it flew away. And, like, when it was in the horizon, like, super far it just blew up because one more bullet must have hit it. I was like, Oh dude, that was sweet. <laughs> that that's felt pretty really good. That's pretty neat. I love when those kinds of things happen. Yeah. They're sort of like, it's like a, it's like a cinematic moment, but it's unplanned. You yeah, just exactly. do it naturally within the gameplay engine. Yeah. That happened good. in one of the Grand Theft Autos. I got like a headshot on a dude flying a helicopter with a like a pistol also. And I was like, oh, my God, that shouldn't have happened. And so it killed the dude in the helicopter, obviously, because he got his his head exploded. But uh, that was one that of those happens. fun sort of moments where, where it was like, what? What? <laughs> headshot on the helicopter, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. I like that. Um, oh, doubling back. Like, I, I've got my Steam list open and I forgot the yeah. whole reason I brought up Skyrim in the oh, first yeah. place. That's right. Um, Thanks, Skyrim. <laughs> No, it was, good. It, was, it was a good discussion, though. Um, I was just going to say, like, the big thing for me this week is that, like, 
Skyrim has been like number four on my top played games on Steam for like yeah. as long as I can remember. Yeah. Behind Undermine and the two most recent Civ games. Mm-hmm. This week, I finally got CrossCode up past oh, yeah. uh, past you, you Skyrim. You played it twice now, so it should. That's right. So it's now up to 129 hours, and I actually picked up Fall Guys and played a few rounds of that. I saw. I was gonna say something. I was wondering if you, because I didn't know if there was like a new thing or, or or. But there's there's been like I haven't played since like the middle of season two, right? And we're now in the middle of season four. So Wasn't there's there like two cool entire I... new things, like bunches oh, of oh, that's right, stages and stuff, right? Yeah, new stages, new like they've completely. They've completely redone the way that they dole out uh, crowns and stuff, crowns and rewards and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's actually really neat. Um, they've they've made some really nice changes to it, and I like the I like the new stages. Uh, Deliria was doing her subathon, yes, and she was playing Fall Guys for the first time, and I was like, "Hey, I'll play with you." Oh, cool! So I I jumped in and played a few rounds with her, and then played a few more rounds on my own. I was like, "This is still fun." Yes. I, I so that still, is now I I now need to play that for another like two hours. And that will also have more hours on record than Skyrim. And then Skyrim will officially be out of my Steam's top five and I'll feel way better about it. <laughs> we have such weird. It's a weirdly uh, it's a weirdly petty thing, but it's always one of those things where it's like, you know, you feel like when you're looking at the things that you spend the most time on the games oh, that you it, yeah. spend the most time with, it's like. This should be this should be a representation of the games that I like the most, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like the games that I the games that I like the most should be the games that I play the most. It's just that just feels right. So having a game that I don't like very much be like one of my most played games is a weirdly like it feels wrong. Yeah, it, it's it's weirdly like disassociating for me. So it's like every time I get a game that I actually do like a lot up past that, it's like, yeah, this is good. This should be here. I can feel that. Well, especially now that you're going to have a game that you passionately love. Yeah. Like CrossCode. Yeah, I really do. I really do love CrossCode. I I started the DLC the other day and it's just it feels really good. It's it's one of those things where it's like I'm, I'm really attached to that world and all those characters and just seeing them all written with new dialogue and new scenarios and just having just those. it's it's one of the it's it's a weird thing to say, but it's like it feels like I'm just hanging out with my friends again. <laughs> you know, you ever get yeah, that no, feeling get with it. a game where it's like you're just you're just hanging out with your buddies and there's just new stuff for them to do. Yeah, to, to me, it, it feels more like it's like a cozy place because it's, it's, it's bringing me back to a memory that I had or like a time of like a time that's enjoyable in my thoughts or whatever. I don't yeah. usually get super attached to characters quite like that, but I get attached to the world more so, or like yeah. the feeling that the world brings me. Uh, but sometimes the characters hit like hit the I, right spots. Yeah. I, that's I, I, an interesting, yeah. that's an interesting, that's an interesting line to draw. Cause I, I definitely find myself getting more attached to characters than worlds. Yeah, it's, I, well, oh, sorry, what I mean by world is everything in the whole package. Yeah. The characters yeah. and the world together. And, like, it's, sure, it's like, sure. I guess it's just the game then at that point, but. <laughs> but <laughs> so it's maybe like, that's, so, uh, like, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out this week. Yeah, I saw that. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
what I, I it's gotten me thinking about Mass Effect again. And it's like, I much more remember my individual interactions with characters more so than like any of the actual planets or or situations in that game. I remember I remember a lot of the dialogue and the side stories and the things people said to me. Yeah. More so than any of the actual places or things that we did. Yeah. So I that's what that. I mean by like being more attached to the characters than the actual world. Yeah, I think that's pretty I think that's I feel like that's pretty common in terms of um I guess hmm, what it was I think it was so when I was saying that I was specifically thinking about like Final Fantasy seven or something where Sure, I like, yeah. I like the the memory of the game more so than the individual characters but when but it's it's so it's i don't know i think it's probably just a special it kind of just occupies a special spot for me where it's it the, the characters are always they're important because otherwise the game's not the game right but it's it's kind of the whole package i guess is what is what hits for me where it's like yeah i, I kind of want to just get lost in that yeah, that yeah space again it's sort of fun um that makes sense yeah, you know, I was looking at the Mass Effect Legendary Edition because I didn't ever play two or three. I played the first one twice, and I, I, it was okay. Like it wasn't really for me. But what was what made what I realized is as I was looking at the the trailer for the Legendary Edition on Steam yesterday was, man, I want to play this. Like this looks so cool. And I was like, wow, what what is hitting this? Like I wonder. And then I was like, man, is is it just that it's is nostalgia just such a strong thing that even if you don't care about the franchise like seeing the remade version <laughs> of this thing like so cool like i don't care about mass effect at all for the most part but there's a part of me that was i totally want to buy this i want to play this right now space is awesome <laughs> space is pretty cool <laughs> so it was it mass was effect a is a pretty moment. good interpretation of space yeah i remember i remember enjoying the space aspect of mass effect a lot yeah because I, I i wish there was i actually wish there was more space stuff like rpgs and adventure games or whatever like it doesn't it doesn't feel like we get enough enough cool spacey things yeah th like space fantasy is underdone i think we yeah. talked about this when you played fantasy star yeah yeah totally oh you know what i wonder that's probably partially what i loved about that game too it's just like I, it's doing space fantasy yeah, it's just doing space fantasy stuff you get to fly a spaceship that's cool yeah there should be oh, more oh. of that. That is that is very cool. I would argue Thirteen Sentinels is close. Heck yeah. It's, it's I, oh, more mech, of it's yeah, more of like just sci-fi, but like it's it it, is it, good it plays with it plays with fantasy. So 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 Thirteen Sentinels Thirteen Sentinels is is a great game where even if you kind of like we like I was saying I sort of we we kind of predicted what the ending was going to be fairly early on, but it didn't matter because you love I like everything about the game is so is so good. Like it's, it's worth playing it, even if you kind of know what's coming, because it's just such an awesome world and environment and it's sci-fi done well. Like I, there, it's not even space that we need more of. I feel like we need more sci-fi in general a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like shied away from, or it's, or they use the same sort of, like, there's a lot of times where you see something in sci-fi and it's, you're like, okay, it's the same sort of story that we've seen a hundred times, or it's the exact same setting as Star Wars or whatever, right? Like, it, like this... I feel like increasingly mm -hmm. every, every sci-fi story really just wants to spoof Star Trek. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, here is the ship and here are the crew members and we're in space. <laughs> Go. It's right. Yep. Yeah, I like, I liked 13 Sentinels because it was a, it was a fun 
Well, it was a very anime mix of, of sci-fi. Very anime, yes. <laughs> very anime. I suppose if you don't like anime, don't play 13 Sentinels, but that should be a given. I have it on good authority that uh, there is at least one person in my community that is, I would say, largely anime-averse. Yeah. And they were like, I yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed it, but that was very not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's that's, like you know what, understandable. Yeah, that's that's a it's a very anime everything. Yeah, very very much so. But he just wanted yakisoba so bad, so much. <laughs> oh, food so, of the gods. So, bring it back to that idea of games selling on consoles. It's 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 sort of fascinating to look at sales numbers for what would be considered popular consoles or best-selling games of the era and all that stuff, right? Mm. And the so the Super Nintendo, in terms of total sales... I'm going to use this as a segue. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that's the point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now that I've called out the... Uh, now that I've called out the behind-the-curtain stuff, please continue. <laughs> the, the Super Nintendo in terms of total sales sold or total units pushed is not that high, right? It's like 50 million. It's, it's still more than, it's still more than a lot, but it's kind of middle of the, it's, it's like upper, like lower third of, of the, of the top of the best-selling consoles. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then when you look at the best-selling games, like, like a high selling game for the super Nintendo would be 10 million because 10 yeah. millions. And I'm not including super Mario world because I feel like that that's cheating. That's if it's a pack in game and they count those as sales. That's cheating. Because, yeah, there's like 20 million Super Mario World sales. I don't know what that means in terms of which ones were, were packed in and which ones were bought separately. Right. Fun, fun, interesting side note. If you have an unopened copy of Super Mario World, not the console one, but like just of the box, it's worth like a thousand or something dollars. That makes because sense. Because not it wasn't sold nearly as many as, or it wasn't sold probably as often as just the pack-in game, which didn't right. come with the 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 super mario world box so the box of super mario world is worth a decent amount of money right um but yeah so so the the game we're playing this week donkey kong country 2 it, it sold five million roughly copies right a little bit over five million which that's pretty good it's pretty good but then when you think of like we, we were talking about terraria selling 35 million you're like oh five million that's that's not very many but then you think about wait a minute <laughs> that's across 10 years and a bunch of different consoles whereas this is just one console in the the mid 90s and it sold five million copies like that's that's actually huge for a it's it's the like the sixth best-selling super nintendo game mm -hmm. of all time yep i mean of all time sounds stupid because it's it's way past the end of the life cycle anyway so <laughs> yeah it's kind of a given but you know what i'm saying so it's the the it's it's a it's sold really really well um and it's it's funny how numbers can have a different meaning when you put them in like a certain context like that, right? Like this is the end of the Super Nintendo's life cycle. It's 1995, and it's it's the sixth best-selling Super Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah. That's and then crazy. you you think of that, and then you look at um, I don't remember what game it was. It was a Resident Evil game or Devil May Cry or something. I think yeah. it was Devil May Cry Four. Okay, it came out and uh, and it sold like five million copies. And Capcom yeah. called it disappointing sales numbers. Right, right, yeah. And it's like, that's like, we're not that far removed from an era. And especially at that time, DMC, uh, DMC4 
came out in, you know, like, I want to say the late aughts, like 2008, 2009, something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. And, you know. Yeah, 2008. Donkey Kong Country 2 came out in 1996. So, like, literally 10 to 12 five, years. Yeah. Was it 95? Was it six? Or was it 6? I think it's 96. I think you might be. I think US year is 96. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was. Yes. So no, it was the end, very, very end of 95. Okay. Well, still, like, it, you know what? 96, who, who cares? <laughs> less than 15 years <laughs> removed. <laughs> like, you go from a game that is like <laughs> the biggest seller or one of the top 10 biggest sellers on its console. Mm hmm. And then you look at, like, less than 15 years later, a game that sells the same amount of copies is like, oh, man, what a disappointment. Yeah. Didn't, well, and that, that... didn't quite make uh, didn't quite make the numbers we were hoping for. Well, and and I think that's also the, the DMC one is interesting because it's, it was on 360 and PS3. I guess that's true. So it was kind so of you can say like... it's two SKUs instead of one. But yeah, still. Right. But still, no, it's it's and that's just like the cost of I'm going to guess it has a lot to do with the cost of development and everything now. Right. Like it's so it's 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 everything's way more expensive to to um, to make. And it's it's interesting to see how before, just like you said, a 15 year difference. It's it's one of these is like, holy crap, <laughs> this game is selling so well. And the other one is hmm, this is a bummer. Yep, it's uh that's that was just that was kind of the whole idea that i was bringing up of just it's it's fun to look at i think it's fun to look at the old sales numbers of consoles and, and realize you know it was there there was a very there's a very much a point in time where if you sold half a million copies it was like yeah this was worth bringing over to america yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah like, absolutely like this was worth this was worth translating into english because it sold half a million i mean i think that's about where 13 sentinels ended up Right, and they're they're not upset about this, and they voice acted it for God's sakes, really well. Yeah, really, really, I mean, really I well. I almost never enjoy. I'm one of those annoying people that almost always watches the thing in the language. Like if it's Japanese, I want I want to watch it in Japanese regardless. Right. But no, the voice acting was it was well done. It's really good. Anyway, but yeah, despite um, my best efforts to pull us away from the segue into Donkey Kong Country Two, let's actually segue into donkey kong country 2 <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure out a way to make it seem a little smooth and i was like now nah, this is just going to be a mess but that's that's perfect that's us <laughs> that's us listen yeah. to this ad that i awkwardly recorded several months ago maybe you should use the long one if you still have it i could pop it back in i still have it just just for this one time because i feel like they need a three minute ad <laughs> it's five, <laughs> it's five. Here, enjoy this five minute ad if we can find it <laughs> And all, yeah, you have an excuse to play something that you, you you may not. That's been really nice. It is, actually. Like, I never would have played Donkey Kong Country 2 again. But you did, and now we're talking about it. That That is true. And so, I, I, I would we, be happy to... Oh, go ahead. Yes, you know, you yes. go. You, you're happy. You, I was just going to say, I'll be happy to say that I don't get the hype, man. <laughs> I don't know why everyone talks about Donkey Kong Country 2 as if it's, like, the pinnacle of Donkey Konging. Okay. So, I, I have it. some it's thoughts a good about game. it as well. Um, and I all I agree. I think let's. I think it's important to put out front. It's a good video game. 
yes there's nothing it's a it's it was overall it was a fun time the music's excellent except i hate the fact that they didn't that they use the 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 underwater music for very tense spooky vine levels i don't know what 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 that oh, was yeah. about yeah that made me um that made me sad they actually it was apparently done on purpose where they were going to they he originally david wise recorded it as a water music but they ended up going with the other water music and they're like oh wouldn't it be funny if we use this really peaceful chill music on some of the harder platforming stages in the game i i like, guess that i guess that works it was yeah. a, it was another soundtrack where it's like everyone knows Stickerbrush Symphony. Yeah. That's kind of like the track and I do think it's probably the best track but there's a lot of by everyone talking about uh Stickerbrush Symphony, there's a lot of other tracks that are really good on the same level that get overshadowed. Mhm. Um a lot of the cavern tracks I think are uh are really good. Like I remember I remember like everyone talks about Aquatic Ambience from oh, yeah. 1. I mean it's good. Um there's like a, the 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 ice level music in both games oh, is yeah. really good. I mean, all the, the 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 shining star for me is actually the music in Donkey Kong. Like almost, I, I would say it's the the part you could okay you could have never play Donkey Kong Country, and if you've listened to the soundtrack, in some ways you have the best parts of Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, it's, I think that's... it's so good. So, yeah. This is something that says both that the music is really good. And I have basically no complaints about that. It's fantastic. Pretty mm -hmm. much start to finish. There are standout tracks, but the overall level is very high. Mm -hmm. Um, now <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> about donkey kong country i've played two of these games now and i've actually played them i've pretty close together i've played donkey kong country one and two now twice each okay so you've played donkey kong country two. i have actually never played two before i played at a friend's house when it like first came out and that was i don't know why i never really i didn't get into it then so i just didn't bother with the game i, I, I the first I have... one which is strange like i really did like the first one a lot but i did not yeah. care about playing the second one I played Donkey Kong Country 2 on stream. Oh, it was actually okay. one of my first stream games. I played it back oh, in hey. 2017. I've told you before about how like my initial oh, right, start right. into streaming, uh, streaming into stream. Well, what are you doing, sir? That's a different website. <laughs> uh, into streaming. Naked was streaming, maybe? no. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, it's not real. I didn't say that. <laughs> my my initial foray into streaming was this idea that I made a New Year's resolution where I'm like, I'm going to play. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm going to play one retro game every month, and it's going to be something that's like at least 10 years old. And I have heard of it before and always wondered what it was like, and but never actually played it. Yeah. And Donkey Kong Country was one of donkey Kong country two specifically was one of those games i played it sometime in the summer i want to say it was july okay and uh that was that was back when my overlay was a mess and uh, i had no face cam and you were probably weren't even doing cam yeah yeah i i played the games i played games on the couch my, i didn't even uh, know you were streaming at that point i don't think i i think it predates um i think it predates me actually having uh affiliate but it yeah. was 
it may even predate affiliate being a thing on Twitch because they actually started that shortly after I started streaming. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, I have played it before and I have streamed it before. And I, again, I think it's important to preface everything that we're about to say with Donkey Kong Country 2 is a good video game. Yes. Full stop. I don't get why people like it so much. Yeah, I don't know. It's in fact it's it's what I find aggravating about Donkey Kong Country in my memory in the first place. Like like a lot of the the things that are hard in the game are are haha, you didn't see that enemy was there the first time through the stage, so mm. you got hit by. It's like, "Oh wow, that's great." It's like a jump scare. Like it's like jump scares are lazy horror tropes, right? Like, oh, you scared me because there's a physiological response to this. It's not like I'm actually scared. Right, it's different. Right. And and level design in in now I I also want to point out that the people that were making this game were, you know, mid twenties. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like mid twenties, early thirties. Like they're they are kids, and this was some of their early games ever being made, which is sort of mind blowing to me since we are older than the guy that create like decided that Diddy Kong was going to be partnered with Dixie Kong instead of Donkey Kong. Like, like a 24 year old decided this, like that's such a, that's sort of, it's weird to think about. Yeah. It's weird to think about that being like knowing what we were doing at that age. (laughs) Like these people are designing Donkey Kong country. (laughs) And like, it feels like a huge decision now. Yeah. Whereas, like, at the time, it was just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if... Yeah. And that's right, really right. all that that's really all that has to go into those types of decisions. It's <laughs> like, hey, this would be neat. Let's do let's do this. Let's make a girl Donkey Kong. Well, and it's called Donkey Kong Country, and, and, and then Nintendo was, like, on board with this. When, when, you, when you think about that for a minute, it's weird. Donkey Kong is not in Donkey Kong Country 2, aside from, uh, like, two screens. Well, true, but he is, uh, he's captured... And the whole story is about, like, freeing him from his captivity, which, if you sure. think about it, is just what Donkey Kong Jr. is. <laughs> okay, true. Where, Whereupon Mario is the evil ringleader. <laughs> or the, the evil, like, I don't know, like, circus leader, poacher? Something like, yeah, wow, Mario. Mario really has done it all. He really has. <laughs> so, like, they, you know... They haven't always been as protective over, about their properties as they are now. I guess and Nintendo, at the time, it's not like they were doing anything with Donkey Kong. No, that's true. And there, it feels like they were just sort of like, yeah, you you sold 10 million Donkey Kong Country copies. Speaking of a lot of games sold on a old console. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're like, yeah, you guys seem to know what you're doing. Have at it. Yeah. Well, and they'd done, you know, they'd done really well with DKC1. And they'd already, they'd also been around with, you know, Rare had been around in general with, you yes. know, Battletoads had done well for them. And, and, um, I what else am I, what else am I thinking? I, they I, do snake I, rattle and roll. They did like, sna- yeah, they did. I, there's, but, but, but still, no matter, even uh, however those did, Donkey Kong Country did, like, uh, like again, 10 million copies. Yeah, it blew the doors so, off. <laughs> to put that into perspective, the best-selling game that wasn't Super Mario World... Um, oh, crap, I closed the page. Okay, was Super Mario was Super Mario All-Stars at 10 million, 10.5 million, and then Donkey Kong Country was 9.3. So we're talking about, like, <laughs> yeah. a game that came out in 94, so it's three, four years after the console was released. Mm-hmm. And it's the third best-selling game on the console. Like, yeah. That's, that's, that's a, 
that's impressive. So I'm sure that is, yeah, that's something special. I'm sure Nintendo was like, yeah, you guys, you know, if this is what you think is good, I like it. Do that again. Yeah, right. Whatever you need to do to make that happen again, we're good with it. Yeah. And I, I overall, again, I I liked, I liked, I had fun playing the game and I really do love the music. And Mm -hmm. I actually love all of the characters and stuff. I'm glad they got rid of Candy Kong because she was kind of just awkward. Um, and they kind of they replaced her with Grandma Kong, which is yeah, yeah. sort of cute. Uh, I don't know why we always we say old people are cute, but <laughs> that seems to be settled. That lot. is a thing. <laughs> that is totally a thing. Because I just said it without thinking about it. Like that's kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of things I just I just don't dig about this game. I actually think the first game was more fun to play, having played them both fairly close to one another. I had more fun playing through the first one than I did playing this one. So I don't know why for sure. I can't, I haven't, I haven't thought about it enough. Well, I, there's one thing that I feel like needs to be brought up specifically. And it's that you, you went for a hundred percent. I did. Yes. So you got all the, like what for, I don't even know, like, what does that all entail? I know you have to get all the DK coins. So you get the DK coins and you have to get all the bonus barrels for every stage. Okay. And the, then what that does is that allows you to buy using the, the coins that you get from the bonus stages, you can then buy. You remember Clubba? He, yeah. he probably went to his stage, but yeah, I, I did one of those stages. Okay, so there's five or six of those stages, which are sort of the hard world stages. Yeah, um, it, most of it, them aren't. It struck me as like Star World from uh, yes. Super Mario World. Yeah, and they're not too bad. Uh, honestly, in terms of difficulty, I didn't think they were that that terrible. I did um, one of them, and I don't remember which one it was. I think it had like vines or something. Okay, it yeah. doesn't really narrow it down. I don't think. <laughs> I think it was a jungle themed stage with vines. Yeah. Yeah. Were there banana collectibles in that one? I don't know. Like uh, that only comes up in a few stages. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the, so when, if you get all of them, you can then fight the final boss again in like a. It's actually easy. It's an easier fight than the actual final boss. I thought. Okay. Um, but it's once you beat him, then you sort of have that's that's the bonus is you beat him and then you get a really kind of sweet looking CG rendered uh, image of of the three of them standing on a, a hilltop together overlooking the mountain while it explodes. OK. Um, and and uh, and then King K. Rule sailing off and in a boat, obviously. OK, because you, you don't kill him. No, of course. He has, he has to come to back for later. He has to come back for every subsequent game. Right, right. I mean, he's Bowser. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 the hundred percent is uh, it's it it's more t- like it unlocks something for real, is as opposed to Donkey Kong Country where the bonus stages didn't do anything aside give you just a percentage point. Like it didn't really right, matter. Right. Uh, so that's cool that they made them more impactful. Like there's a reason to get all the collectibles sure. in this one, which there's I actually like. more content locked behind that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, that's sort of a neat feeling. But there's just, overall, I don't know. I don't know if it's because they, I know they made Donkey Kong Country too harder on purpose. Yeah. Because they said that, the like, they had feedback that the first one was too easy. Sure. But I, I feel like some of the difficulty was just, I don't know, it was like annoying difficulty as opposed to I get fun that. difficulty. Like, I've always had a, like, I've always had this weird thing with Donkey Kong Country where, I think it's fair to say, like, platformers are kind of my thing. I'm fairly yes, comfortable yes. with them. Yeah, totally. Um, 
there's always been something with Donkey Kong Country where like the physics just don't click with me. Yeah, I I, I get exactly what you're saying, and it I don't know feels, how to, I don't feels, know how to pinpoint it. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like it feels kind of slippery to me. It feels kind of like like there's always a lot of momentum, and I know Dude. that like you can you can use that to your advantage, and I never really got the hang of like it. So one of the biggest like features I would say of the physics in Donkey Kong Country is this idea that you can like sort of cartwheel off a cliff and then get your sort of like air jump. Yes. When you're like, yeah, the quote unquote long jump. Yeah. And it just, it's always felt awkward to me and I I, like, it's uncomfortable for me to do. Well, and because if you're already running, it doesn't, you don't like automatically start a roll when you run off a cliff. Right. Or something like you have to stop and then roll or press the button again or whatever. I don't know. It it's, yeah, you have to you have right. to specifically be in like an attack roll or animation. Yes, yeah, you have to, and it, it doesn't. And D- Dixie Kong sucks. The, the th- part of the design I hate about Donkey Kong Country is they make things that you need to do specifically with one of the two characters, but then that just becomes an annoying. That's like, it's like annoying because then if you use the other character or that gets killed, it's like, well, great. Now I I literally can't do this part because I don't have the character to that I need for it. Yeah. And at that point it's sort of obnoxious because it's not like you just have two hits and then it's 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 like you oh sometimes you actually have no hits because you need both characters or you need one versus the other so it's like one's expendable. I don't know. That right. that sort of happened yeah, more well, so I the, think it's like you can stages. you can you can finish the stage with with just one character. Like yeah. you don't necessarily need both characters to get to the actual ending. But they're with you getting a hundred percent. There's stuff that you specifically need one or the other for, which I guess is my own doing. It's it's it's. That's one thing I'm wondering is like, do you feel like, um, going for the completionist route on this one made it less fun for you? No, because I I went I went about it super chill. Like if 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 I didn't feel like, so I did over a couple of days or a week or two weeks I guess. And so if I was like not in the mood that day, I'd either just stop or I'd just be like, you know, what? I'm just going to rewind time on this stage. Like, I don't care. Like, so I, I, I was totally comfortable cheating or whatever. And for me, that doesn't necessarily take away from the experience because I'm over. But but it when I'm talking about it now, I have to take it that into account, which is why I was like, man, if I had to do this legitimately, I would not have had fun playing Donkey Kong Country 2. Right. Because there was a few parts where I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not playing this game. I'm just going to I'm just going to rewind time and try again cuz I don't want to be bothered. One sure. Okay. Do you remember the ghost boss? Like the the uh the revenge of the the bird squawks or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of it I had killed it and I was mm-hmm. sitting on its little bird's nest and I hit I, I had the audacity to press the the button that like the roll or dash button. Uh-huh. And I just I just rolled off the edge. Yeah. I was like, what? I thought I had stopped it, but I was too... There's something... Okay, I don't know what it is, but the hitboxes in this game are like what... Yes. How big models are or how big your model is compared to the state. It's yep. all so wonky. Yes. And I just like it, slid off. I was like, what the... F-? It so doesn't I, I definitely feel a long like, time. Yeah, it just... Everything feels a little bit wrong. Yeah. Yeah, the, well... Or sometimes you're just like a little too big or... or Dude, that that B boss, I hated that boss so much. I had a fairly I had like a slightly easier time with it this time. Um, but the last I remember the last time I fought it, I had to fight it like a bunch of times. I hated this that time. Boss. I was like, Ugh. I, I had a somewhat easier time with it. 
but like it's not a good boss it's a stupid it's just like they also kind of i feel like donkey kong i i think i mean it was on purpose obviously but they kind of they they break that golden nintendo rule where it's like hey three hits and the boss is dead because like nah it's four hits sometimes it's six like sometimes you you're not sure how many hits it is because there's different stages of the boss but it feels like it's the same boss fight or whatever and it 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 bums me out sometimes because it's like i just want this fight to be over i i just the b fight was the one that really really cheesed me off that one yeah that one i was not happy about i just like it wasn't any one particular moment it just like i don't know i just got halfway through the game and it's weird for me because when a game gets when a game gets like difficult and challenging usually i start dialing in and i'm like more excited i'm more interested yeah like i'm like oh you're oh i see oh you've issued a challenge yeah, oh like, i'm into oh, could, it now let's do it right yeah let's go yeah, I start like, you know, loosening up my shoulders, you know, crack my neck back and forth. I'm like, all right, let's go. This wasn't like that. It's just like this was just frustrating difficulty. It was just like it's just like, you know, sliding off of platforms and like it, I or, never or used was... I never used the the uh, Diddy Kong cartwheel. I never used like the actual like sliding attacks because it has that property where you increase your momentum. And I know that's on purpose, and I've seen speedrunners use that to, like, pretty amazing effects. Of course, yeah. But um, when you're just playing casually and you don't really know the stages very well, having, like, cartwheeling through an enemy usually ends with you careening off of a cliff that you didn't (laughs) see because you're you're going too fast to react to it. I I think, so I was always... Like I said, I didn't I didn't play this that much as a kid. I just played it a couple of times with my friends and I it ended up being in this place in my memory of sort of Sonic design where Sonic doesn't age like Sonic is not a good game really anymore. I know people will be mad about that, but I don't think Sonic is very good. I think there's a lot like there's fundamental Mm -hmm. issues with Sonic, right? Yeah. And in my memory, Donkey Kong Country just kind of fell in line with that, too, where I was like, this sort of sucks because it's it just feels awkward to play. Yeah. If you're just playing it your first time through, which I think that, that that's pretty bad design. Like if this was if this was Mario, like if you were to just, just pretend that the video game crash happened and then Mario didn't exist and it was Donkey Kong Country that came out. I don't it wouldn't have captured people the same way. I don't feel like in terms of how good it feels to play. Yeah. Right. Like I agree Mario just Mario is so smooth and so easy to get into. And it's like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. And the, the challenge is always, oh, I, I know I made this mistake. I can fix it. Right. Whereas I, I, I cannot stand a challenge that's ha ha ha. You can't possibly do this your first time through. Right. I, yeah. I hate that sort of challenge. I think it's stupid. Um, where like an enemy just shows up randomly. Now, if you use it occasionally, it's like, oh, gotcha. But that's that's okay. But it, it, it feels like Donkey Kong Country relies on that so much where they they a, a difficult segment is because they put something there that you didn't know was coming. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I, there, I don't there is a lot of that. There's a lot of like trolley like there's a lot of trolley stuff where it's like, you know, they set you up to this. A lot of the scrolling, uh, the scrolling stages I, I like, like minecart. Yeah. <laughs> the minecart and like the, the platform stages. Yeah. Like there's a lot of those where the, the game will just fool you. It will just like prompt you into jumping. And then like yeah, it is specifically designed where like, whoops, you took the bait. And now you're dead. And see, so 
if those stages did that, but then the regular stages didn't have it quite as much where it's like, oh, an enemy fell on your head, I wouldn't be as annoyed by it because you're like, oh, that's the that's the trick of the, of the, the minecart stage where you're like pressing the barrels and then suddenly it's like, don't press the barrel, so you have to do that mind trick. I think that's that to me is where that type of design is okay because the stages are super fast paced and it's kind of like screwing with your head a little bit. So that's sort of like, a, oh, I got to think about what I'm doing. It's not mindlessly just jumping at right. the time when you're when, when you see the barrel, right? Yeah. But it's it's frustrating when you're playing a stage where you roll and jump and then there's an enemy there and you're like, oh, okay, that's that's weird. Or how sometimes the it, it does that scrolling thing where you just came down from a pit that had an air like a burst of air that's like do you remember the stage where you have to like fly upward? Yeah. Where you're there's like uh an airstream that takes you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's stupid that if you roll back into that pit, the airstream's just gone and you die. Like why? Oh, I didn't notice did that. Yeah, that happened to me once. I was like, "What? That's so dumb!" <laughs> like, why did I, why did I die from the place where I had just floated up through? Yeah, things like that are just weird. And I know that that's a very, very specific one time, like one stage example. Uh, but it felt like, it felt like a couple of the stages they just wanted to try something fancy and new and different, and it didn't, it didn't really stick with me. Like, I don't know, the. And, it, and 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 the end, the last world, I hope you really like that castle design because you see it like four times out of eight stages or something. Yeah. Yeah, they do get some mileage out of that. Um, but I guess that's no different than having like a bunch of jungle stages or a bunch of cavern stages or whatever. I guess, but all of those stages felt like they were the same thing where you're on a platform going upward or you're outrunning liquid ooze stuff. Yeah. You're, out run, you're outrunning the liquid ooze or you're outrunning the... Uh, the the, the platform uh, that's going to crush you. Yeah, the the crusher platform from the bottom, which I feel like every platformer in that area in that era had one of like the. Yeah, the, I mean uh, Mario, even Mario, like the the new Super Mario Brothers has a stage like that. That just feels like a a two D stage that they have now. It's mm-hmm. always going to be a stage where you're getting squished from the bottom or you're yeah. outrunning lava or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like a cliche now. Yeah, like I want to be the guy has a stage like that. Yeah, well that's how you know. That's how you know it was a. Sort of a meme before memes were real. Yep. <laughs> right. So, and I don't really have a problem with that stage. I'm not actually using that as a, a complaint saying that you're going to no, see that but stage it's, a bunch. It's but more you're just right that... that they have like what f- it would be different if they spaced them out. Like the minecart stages are like several stages apart, but yeah. these well, are all for the used one... within in like rapid succession. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I was kind of poking fun at the minecart stages, but I actually liked them in this game. I thought yeah, they were fine. okay. They were. They, they are Not trolling, amazing. but yes. like, but like they're okay. And they, they actually provide some decent, um, they actually provide some decent, uh, variety between them. Yeah. There's yeah. the one where there's the one where you have to like outrun the other, the other, uh, like racers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was cool. That was, I like that one actually. That was neat. It was totally different. Yeah. And then there's the one where like the ghost is chasing you and you have to like extend your Press time. The, the timer. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's a few different... Uh... Yeah, I think there's, like, four or five stages, right? Because there's one that's just the traditional kind of you're going in a minecart. Yeah, and just, then like, there's don't the racers, fall. the ghost. I think there's, isn't there another one with... Is the ghost one the same one as with the doors? Yes. Okay. I think yeah. there's one more than that's just kind of... I feel like there is, but I can't remember what it's about specifically. Yeah, me neither. But, yeah, like, there's... Like, those are all... I will all... say... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say that I will say the best part of Donkey Kong Country 2 for me, I love 
the spider friend. The spider friend is so cool. I went through like, I feel like I went through half the game both times, not actually understanding how the spider friend works. <laughs> Cause it's so like, it's so specific the way you spit out those web platforms. It is. Oh, and you can angle them too. Yes. Yeah. You have to, cause there's a couple of, there's a couple of late stages where you have to like actually use them as steps. Yeah. I think that's, I love that. I actually enjoy that a lot. That is actually pretty neat. It, it's reminiscent of, um, of new super Mario brothers. U where one of the one of the players can use the gamepad and you're not actually controlling a character, but you can use the touchpad oh, yeah. to like yeah. pop platforms in. I never got to do I never got to play that way, but that that's true. Yeah, it's really cool. I played with my family once and like you basically sit there and you're like trying to give people like free platforms. Like that's so like cool. you give them a little boost or like, oops, someone's fallen. Try to save them I'll by like you. popping a platform in underneath them. See, that would be kind and, like, of a, dig them out of there. I, that idea is so awesome, especially if you're like, so you, you're really good at platformers and maybe your family's not as good. So you could be the person in charge of trying to help them out because mm -hmm. you might be able to react way faster because you're kind of, ex you can kind of foresee where there might be an issue mm -hmm. and then help them. And then sometimes you try to help, but you accidentally put a platform above someone's like above head and head. you just kind of like <laughs> Kaizo block them into the pit. Yeah, totally accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could do it on purpose, but I did it accidentally. Yeah, yeah. So one thing that I did notice about Donkey Kong Country 2, um, you remember when we played Kirby's Dream Land 3 and mm -hmm. we talked a lot about how it feels like a real precursor in a lot of ways to Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards? Yeah, yeah. I get, I, this feels like you're starting to see some of the shift towards Donkey Kong 64 because there are so many collectibles in this. Oh, oh, just collectibles. Yeah. Like, like obviously different types of games because you have 2D platformer versus 3D platformer. But you're like, I've definitely felt a sense of like, I think that's just a, a shift to rare, rare late 90s, early 2000s yeah. design. Because because like, this is always hilarious when it comes to collectibles. Also. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Like this is not as wild as DK64 or Banjo-Kazooie and having like 700 different types of collectibles that you use yeah. in different ways. Yeah. But you have the DK coins and then you have the, the bonus coin. game coins. And then mm -hmm. you have the, the, uh, you have the bananas and you have the, well, I guess balloons are just extra lives. So that doesn't really count, but then there's no, no. like the Those stupid, those I, I the I, banana coins are they banana I, coins? Yeah, the banana coins. Yes, the the coins are they? Yes, and that's what right? you use. It's the Kremlin, the Krem coins are what you get. The Krem coins are those from are from the bonuses. bonus games. And that's what you get. Banana to Clubo, bunch right? coins are basically your currency that you need to save the game. What a horrible mechanic! I mean, I would be I, more upset about it if you didn't have a bunch of them all the time. It's still stupid. And your first I, save at each thing is free. I know, but I don't understand what the idea. This isn't Resident Evil where saving it should be like a thought. Like, oh, I only have so many ribbons. I yeah. gotta be careful. Like, right. you should never, ever, ever make saving cost a currency. It makes no sense. I think it's bad unless unless the point is to make saving scary. Like, right. you should think about it. But this is a game that's about... I mean, they're, it's designed to troll. I don't know if it's a, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. You know what it feels like to me? It feels like they designed 
a bunch of different currencies that they wanted to use for different things. Mm-hmm. And then they just started spitballing ideas about like, hey, what should we have this be for? Like, what else? Yeah. What else could we make cost a coin? Well, but I like the other things that they cost coins. Like, it's cool that you pay Cranky Kong to give you where the bonuses are. Yeah. Like, he'll give you where one of the bonus barrels is or whatever it is, or DK coin. I think that's that's a perfect use of banana bunch coins. Or you yeah, can hints. pay Swanky to play a game and then you can get extra lives, mm-hmm. which is fun. I like that. Saving is... Uh, I just, also, shoutouts to Swanky Kong. What happened to Swanky Kong? Wasn't he in... in... I think he's in three. I've never played three. I'm excited which is weird because I played one and two twice each, but never three. I, I like three a lot. It has this fun overworld aspect where you're like collecting parts to change your 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 way that you travel, and they do a lot of fun uh, secrets that you may not know how to do with. If I mean, you might have to look them up now, but you mm. might find it by accident. Okay. When we play three, I I think the hundred percent in three is even more impactful than the 100% and 2 in terms of what you actually get when you unlock everything. Okay. Um I don't I don't remember. I've ne- I I got 100% and 3 one time back on the Super Nintendo and then that was that was it. I never Well, we are I mean, we can basically confirm that we're, you know, at some oh, point we'll in the next three, few yeah. months we will play 3. A lot of people don't like 3. They I've heard people yeah, I, I've heard people, like, basically say that all three are the best and the worst. Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> I I really like three a lot, but I think it's it's also, when it came out, people didn't care about this anymore, right? The end of 1996, like, who cares about the Super Nintendo? It's, yeah, the Super Nintendo is dead. It's it's time okay. for PlayStation and, and 64, and, 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 and once by the time you get to 97. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's what I mean. Not that, that not that it's that you don't actually care about the Super Nintendo. It it hit me. It like I know you were like it kind of hit me out of Wait nowhere. It's like who cares about the Super Nintendo? I was like, uh, and like you know, I meant, I, I, meant I, I want to go populace. like yes and right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I want. Mm. I didn't, I like that, that hit me context free. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. No, no, as far, as far as old consoles go, the Super Nintendo might be the most important. <laughs> if, I, can, for my, I can agree with that. For, for at least, at least for me, I, I love the, the Super Nintendo a lot. Uh, but I meant, I meant when you were, if you were to go back to nine, like the beginning of 97, you were not excited about Super Nintendo games, mostly because there were none. Uh, mm. You were excited about what was coming next, right? Like the 64 right. had just dropped. I mean, the 64 is in Donkey Kong Country 3 is like a joke. Cranky Kong or uh, Wrinkly Kong is playing it in her in her little cave. She gave up teaching because she's like, yeah, all those little shits ruined teaching. <laughs> Can relate. <laughs> but but so I don't know. It's it was I just I just I was really it's it was a strange feeling where I really loved the beginning of Donkey Kong Country 2. And then when I got to the stages that were clearly designed to be purposefully trolly is when mm-hmm. I started to be like, eh, I'm, I'm it's hitting that moment of, I don't like this as much anymore. Um, I didn't have as much of a problem with the actual stage design necessarily. Sure. But just like the general, and I, and I felt this about one too. Yeah. There is something about just the feeling of playing mm-hmm. just something about the movement, something about the way that you, 
the way that the characters move and the way you attack and where the hitboxes are, there is just something about it that I find unsatisfying. Yep. Yeah. And I, I can't really explain it because I don't think it's I don't think it's specifically bad. Well, it's not like a fact. You're not you're not you're not. This is this is very yeah, much this, a this personal is a t- feeling. Is a of totally this. personal feeling. And and that's that's always been my kind of that's always been my take of Donkey Kong and Sonic as time has gone on is that there's something about both of them that I both of those series that just doesn't it hasn't aged that well or there's something about it that I can't figure out that I don't that it doesn't jive well with me and I'm not sure why and yeah. it kind of when we played Donkey Kong Country those feelings were there but the the joy of I guess actually I think I I'm sure I talked about this then but the joy of being able to remove some of the the annoyances of the controls by being able to save state or rewind time mm. elevated the experience today than it would have been if we were playing this if i was playing this strictly on the console or like with a uh, an emulator where i was not doing that or whatever right yeah i started the, out the first half of my playthrough trying to play it straight and just yeah. like redoing stages and once yep. this once the yep. stages started getting frustrating i i noped out of that real fast exactly there's it's it's sort of and and maybe and I know I've talked about this but it's 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 just maybe my own interest of not wanting to play this game for 15 hours like I just want to kind of go through it get a do do all the stuff and then move on to something else yeah and it's it's sort of hard to be unbiased if you end up using new technology to help play the game that but is I, true but I wouldn't play this game without that technology anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you look at it through that lens and it's like well it's fine because i literally would have been like yeah i'm not finishing this i don't feel like it because it it there would have just i don't know there would have there would have been something where i was like this is just not it's not for me i, I don't want to spend my time playing this and it's not because of the difficulty it's just because there's something about it that feels off like it feels it doesn't feel good to play and i and i always bring this up is the dark the dark side of the moon challenges in Super Mario Odyssey? Mm. Those some of them are so hard, yeah. but they feel so good to play. Like, hey, you are excited to play the hard stage. That reminds me, and yeah. I think this is probably a good place to uh, this is probably a good place to leave the discussion. Wait, wait, I want to say one more time though. The music's fantastic. The music's <laughs> very good. Um, speaking I'm of Mario Odyssey, though, did you did you hear the related news? I sure did. Would you, would you like to share it with our our, the, our kind listeners rumor has it that the super mario odyssey team is working on the next donkey kong title and that is very <laughs> promising news that is i mean i think that's more than very promising right like that's like that's like the best possible news for donkey kong fans <laughs> I, it's the it's the best possible news for platformer fans i mean aside <laughs> from like maybe mario odyssey 2 Unless you're unless you're like some diehard Mario fan that's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but Mario's gonna be fine. <laughs> it would be you know what I would love is a new 3D Donkey Kong, which I don't know if that's what this will be or if it's gonna be like that what do they call it? Two point five D or whatever. Oh yeah, um, like uh Tropical Freeze. Yeah. Or and then a, a I'd like a new side scroll two D Mario game. That's I would love to see that. Like I I, I enjoy Those games Mario are Odyssey. being made those games are being made every single day in, in Super Mario Maker. I know, but I mean and I some like of those a... levels are even playable. <laughs> I was about to say Super Mario Maker is kinda hit or miss in terms of 
<laughs> I've designed the hardest level imaginable. Yeah, because it's, it's hard, but because it's stupid. <laughs> it's like it's like ninety eight percent of the objects are in the in the level are spikes. Right. It's like, oh wow, <laughs> neat. <laughs> yep. That's not good design, but that's fine. Um, I I suppose it's a good design if you want to play a level with perfect precision using every single trick Mario's ever had. Yeah. That's which that it's, is that it's perfect. Really, design, what I guess. most of that is. Yeah. Uh, but I would, that would be so cool if, if they, I, I, cause I actually really like Super Mario World or new Super Mario Brothers or whatever. Yeah, I do too. Um, it's it's kind of got like the best set of physics. It just, it just feels nice. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they feel great to play. And I'd like, I would love Donkey Kong to have another, another stab at a 3D game. Uh, I don't need it. I would be more than happy playing just a, a really well developed 2D Mario or, uh, Donkey Kong game. And if the Odyssey team are working on it, that's that's just that's some good news so yeah i i am sort of notoriously a donkey kong 64 apologist i i don't know i never finished it but i don't have any i actually don't have that much negative stuff to, I, to say about it 100 huh? percent of that game nice which I think, is yeah, i think kyle did too which is a feat it because is. I think at one point that was the Guinness World Record holder for like most collectibles in a video game, and I collected most all the collectibles. To collect. <laughs> it and it's really bad too because it's like, imagine a game where like there's a hundred bananas for each character in every stage, and they only show up once, and you have to collect all of them. Yep. Yep. It's. Oh, it's, I remember. I I got about. I think I collected around seventy percent of the game's collectibles, and then. It's. I didn't stop playing because I was sick of the game. I stopped playing because I got something new and I don't remember what it was. And then, then I was when I went to go back to play Donkey Kong. I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It was. It was a game that like me and like my whole family. We were all like really into it for a long time. Yeah. And I got really into that and then played way less Banjo Kazooie. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So like, DK sixty four kind of was like my Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. But I, I know that, like, in retrospect, Banjo-Kazooie is a better game. I mean, I don't know. I think it's... You, oh, you mean just in terms of everything that you have to do in it? Yeah, it, like, it's it's generally regarded as better. And then, like, history has not been kind to DK64. I've seen no. people, like, really trashing it, and I'm like, oh, people, like... It hadn't occurred to me that people, like, didn't like that game. I've always just looked at it as, like... It's a game that I liked, but it's probably like an inferior Banjo Kazooie. Well, I liked Banjo Tooie better than Banjo Kazooie, and I think most I've people heard that would, too. would want to smack me for that. <laughs> I, I've like, heard people say it. It's you know, but like well, hearing somebody really hearing like somebody D- say something that you've said may not that's true <laughs> justify it. That's true. Anecdotal <laughs> anecdotal agreement. No, I um, <laughs> I. I think that DK64 is a fun game. Yeah. I think that if you... And I think that Mario Odyssey is a really, really, really good format for the yeah. modern collectathon game. Oh, dude, for sure. You, you can't. It doesn't get any better than Mario Odyssey because it has so many things to collect. And if you want to collect them all, go for it. If you don't, it's, it's fine too. But like, it's like, it just rewards small bits of it, it, it it's it rewards what am i trying to say like it rewards small exploration 
Yeah, here's a moon. Yeah. <laughs> just like if you What's just want to if you just want to go and look at something that seems cool mm-hmm. and just like check around, you know, just check around the environment, see what's around this corner, you know, use your camera controls, pick this up. Why is that thing shiny? You know, it just well, and it that's... does the a better job than any game I've ever played yes. at just dropping you in a world and letting you go like, oh, what's over there? Oh, that and looks it, well, cool. That's, that's actually all of exactly, it is rewarding. Right. And that's, that's exactly why when we played Mario Galaxy, I was kind of like, man, this game is so linear. It's hard for me to get excited about this game again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. Well, isn't Donkey so Kong, I, isn't this like the 40th anniversary of Donkey Kong's? I think that's already passed. I think I think original like arcade Donkey Kong. I think is nineteen eighty or something. Oh, eighty. Okay, it might be eighty one. In which case, I was you're wondering right. if, if they're going to do something for it. Nintendo doesn't really care that much about Donkey Kong in terms of they those really types don't. Of, they got Mario of out of it, and that's the thing now. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. Oh, that's you know I did want to mention that actually. I love that they added the lore to Cranky Kong through the Donkey Kong Country series, where it's like. Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong, and yeah, I I, I I enjoyed that like the the kind of humor from from I I like the the some of the little writing bits in Donkey Kong Country and two where they kind of yeah. poke fun at that stuff. Yeah, definitely like the uh, definitely the the sort of tongue in cheek humor that they use is is enjoyable. And, oh, actually, when you get a hundred percent Donkey Kong Country two, Cranky's like, "Well, I was wrong. I'm impressed. You're amazing." And they have like a pedestal that they put you on where you're like with Mario and Yoshi. And I actually don't know who would normally be in the second spot because that's where I was Link. the first time I saw it. It's Link. Okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but that's that was that's kind of like a fun throw in there where you're like, yeah, I'm better than Mario when you get oh, when you get do you see everything. the did you see the the trash bin over in the corner? Oh no! What was it? I was I did miss it. There is a there's a trash bin over in the corner <laughs> of the screen. With a sign on it that says "No Hopers." Oh yeah, yeah. What was that? It and it That's is. Right. It is very clearly a depiction of Sonic's shoes and oh. Earthworm Jim's gun. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. And there's a whole thing. I don't remember exactly what it is, but there's a weird petty feud between Rare and um, is it Shiny it Entertainment that makes Earthworm Jim? I think. Okay. Um, there was something having to do with those games like releasing at the same time. <laughs> and like there, there's, I don't remember the exact story and I'm not going to look it up because it'd take too long, but there's sure, a yeah. reason why the, uh, the rare crew like has a, has beef with, uh, with the earthworm gym people. So they basically like furthered that feud by putting the earthworm gym gun in the garbage can oh wow it's like one of those it's like one of those uh like rap battle songs where some where a rapper releases like a track that disses another person or whatever (laughs) yeah the game yes the games are the diss tracks right 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 that's cool i actually did not know that yeah i don't like i'll I'll look it up later but like there is a there is a reason why they were like at each other's throats at the time so that was their that was their little dig Ah, okay, yeah, I was I was actually going to ask you about that, but I forgot, so I'm glad that you remembered. So yeah, that's uh. But anyway, going back to yeah, Donkey Kong in Mario Odyssey style, I feel like is just going to be like a redo of DK sixty four, but where the collectibles are actually rewarding and fun. And, and maybe they'll that's bring in all very the characters. Exciting to me. 
Yeah, like they could have all of the the characters. There's actually a ton of Donkey Kong characters, like the the DK crew plus all of the DK crew that wasn't mentioned in Donkey Kong 64. The thing is, though, like that's weird because a lot of those characters belong to Rare. Oh. Diddy Kong for a long time was a rare character. And that's why some of those like early N64 um, and GameCube era like sports games like Mario Tennis and Golf would use DK Jr. instead of Diddy Kong. Oh, so they probably won't actually have any of those characters. They eventually bought the rights to Diddy Kong, but I don't and know if they got like. Well, they have Funky Kong, too, because in like Cranky Kong, because he, he, they're in. Yeah. Uh... So I don't know if they bought out the rights to the entire DK extended universe. <laughs> but like, I know that for a while there were there were rights issues where like Rare technically owned the rights to Diddy Kong as an as an original character. They, and then they, they couldn't have, put Diddy Kong in non-Rareware properties. Because Dixie Kong's in it. In, they at least bought some of them because Dixie yeah. Kong is in Tropical Freeze. So maybe it's all of them. Maybe they maybe they can bring back Chunky Kong. Yeah, we all need we all need some Chunky Kong. And I actually Kong. really like Chunky Kong. Uh, the characters in, in I, I liked. I mean, I kind of liked all of them, like even Lanky Kong. Lanky gets a bad rap because like the the handstand thing is his game segments are kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. And and every time you have to do his handstand thing, like he literally does his his sound on every single step. So you just oh, yeah, run around with right. him and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and it's I mean, like, it's no you just it. do that forever. What was the girl's Kong name in 64? Tiny. Tiny. Yeah. Do you, I wonder, do you, why didn't they just use, cause they wanted to give her a different power up, I guess. They, I, they wanted to make her tiny. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was just thinking, I why guess. They wouldn't. I don't know. What a, what's a, I wonder whether, what other Kongs, I think that's all the Kongs, pretty much. I you can go into the uh, you can go into the cartoon, and then there's I think there's there's probably a couple of other ones that are unique to that. But oh, okay, yeah. I don't advise you do that because <laughs> that cartoon always seemed really weird to me. <laughs> the animated series, I never watched it. I didn't either. That's all I, I know I, is that the I, I think the the theme song goes like donkey kong banana slammer does something, it does it really something banana <laughs> slammer is like a thing that they say and i think donkey kong actually uses that as like a signature move in, <laughs> the, crap, in this actual episodes? series like he actually he actually says that as a thing it's like it's like the sonic chili dog thing right oh yeah that's true yeah what an odd what an odd choice. I yeah, I don't I don't know. It's on Tubi right now if you want to watch it. I don't Wait a minute. It's on Amazon Prime Video? That's probably I don't know what the other thing was you said, so I've I've heard of Tubi before, but oh no, watch with um, Amoeba? Start your free trial. What? What the hell's Amoeba? Dude, this what is it look like this? This has to be some terrible fan render. What is this? I'm going to show you an image and you tell me if this is what the show is supposed to look like. Cause I it's, can't, it's I like can't a imagine. weird CG. It looks like reboot. Okay. Then yep, yep, that's, that's it. Holy crap. It looks like someone making a, Oh my God. That's the one. How did this happen? I never even heard about this. 
it's, never e- heard it's of even this. weirder in motion. Oh, I can only imagine. Let me just. Should, we should use one of these images for the <laughs> for, for for Donkey Kong Country two. I'm fine with this. Look at this. Come on. Look at that picture of Diddy Kong. Yep. No, that's what it looked like. Holy crap. I, it is old, but it's not as old as Reboot, and it looks somehow worse than Reboot. No, it looks like, so there was this, there's, <laughs> there was this animation of a, of somebody's idea of what they thought would make a perfect Zelda TV show or something. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. Wow. I am completely that's... out of things to say about this. Yeah, me too. We, we've been, we've been, we've been stringing this along a bit anyways as as we talk about the donkey kong animation <laughs> you know what though like we have stayed more on topic during the gameplay during the like actual game breakdown portion of the podcast than we usually do true it's all donkey kong related it actually has been with only a couple of asides we got into mario for a minute because we were talking about mario odyssey but it sure. was we were talking about mario odyssey making a donkey kong game so it's i'm proud of us we're still on topic Nice, nice work. High five. Well, that's it. Yeah, I'm gonna go eat. <laughs> that that's uh that's DK DKC two. DKC three coming eventually. At some 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 point to a podcast near you. We uh, I think it was like three months between this episode and and DKC one something like that. Yeah, I mean this so kind of like... came about because we were like, hey, let's let's play a game that's sort of because you were traveling and that was easy. You could play it on your switch. You didn't have to play it on your stream. And well, yeah, but also like you said from the very beginning of the year, like I do want to, you said you wanted to play all three. Donkey Kong well, I wanted to actually, games, I, I wanted to like, play That's three a good idea. and it felt like I wanted to play three again. And it felt like we needed to play one, two and three for some insane reason. It's kind of like when you were, when you were playing the, the 35th anniversary of Mario and you're like, well, I really just want to play galaxy, but I got to play the other two first. Right. Right. <laughs> or when I was like, I really should just like, Hey, the crosscode DLC is out. I want to play it. I should play the entire game again first. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's kind of like we create our own arbitrary rules of, well, if you're going to play the third one, you might as well play the other ones first. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I get that. Which is so even week- more, which is even more insane because like, it's not like you're missing out on story. Yeah, right. Yeah, in it's, this it's, case. it actually doesn't matter what order you play them in, in terms of a podcast like this. Like, we could have just played the third one and then never played the other two, and it would have been perfectly fine. Although, I do have to give DKC2 a cool little shout-out. Oh, yes. Um, It's really neat that your starting point in DKC2 is Gangplank Galleon. Yeah, it is. Actually, I was going to say that I like the whole pirate theme of the of the game. Mm-hmm. I like the theming of, of, of everything. And actually, but uh, like just the feeling that you basically like start off DKC two from the exact end point of DKC one. Yeah. I love that. Like, it feels like it's just, you could slap those games together and it would be one big long game. Yeah. I think that's, that's really cool. And I think it's, I think it's fun that you're, that the main, like Mario's never been tied up and (laughs) hung from a ceiling. So it's kind of funny that like the the the, the mm. principal character is just missing from the whole game. I I know Mario has been missing from games, like literally Mario is missing. I was going to say, but but I mean for in terms of that game's a flagship, not real anyway. Right. I mean in terms of like the main line series. Yeah, no, Mario I know what is, you mean. Mario is Mario. It's not yeah. like he's missing. So I think it's really cool that all the Donkey Kong games 
for a Super Nintendo, each one removes kind of the titular character of the previous iteration, right? Like right. Donkey Kong's gone, then Diddy Kong's gone. That's, that's right. cool. You got to expand the, the Donkey Kong extended universe. Got to get the Kongs out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm done. I'm done with Donkey Kong Country 2. Next week, we're going to have a, a mystery game. Yeah, uh, I think we I think we know what it's going to be, but uh, one of you out there listening is we actually have a lot of time to change our mind. That's true. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I'm not even going to say what I'm going to say then. So let's leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) All right. right. Bye.